93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, May 22nd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Democrat Jim Kenney is poised to keep his job as mayor of the nation's sixth largest city after fending off two challengers in Tuesday's, Tuesday's primary who criticized his signature achievement, a soda tax, to help provide free preschool classes. The victory all but assures Kenny will stay on as mayor in Philadelphia, where Democrats outnumbered Republicans by nearly 7 to 1 ratio. The city has not elected a Republican mayor in nearly 70 years. Kenny has had an eventful first term antagonizing President Donald Trump over Philadelphia's sanctuary city status and carrying out the tax on soda and other sweetened drinks, which inspired several other cities around the country to enact their own. Uh, two longtime city political figures ran against him. State Senator Anthony Williams, who has served three decades in the State House and Senate combined, and Alan Butkovitz, uh, a former city controller defe- uh, defeated in 2017. No incumbent mayor has lost their bid for re-election in seven decades, and Kenny never seemed concerned, calling his challengers annoying gnats in an interview. Hmm. The soda tax has it's been, a real nail biter. Yeah, the soda tax has been a flashpoint in the election. It has generated more than one hundred thirty million dollars, which is paying for free preschool programs and other community services like revamped recreation centers and libraries. It has also drawn criticism from some consumers and businesses, but withstood court challenges and a public relations onslaught by grocers and others in the beverage industry. Police in Bucks County are asking for the public's help in tracking down two supermarket thieves. Authorities say Jonathan Maddie and an unidentified woman walked out of the Feasterville Giant without paying for various types of meat on Sunday afternoon. Police believe the pair may still be in the area driving a gray van uh, with major damage on the passenger side. Anyone with information is asked to contact Lower Southampton Police. It's part of the new promotion. If you see various types of meat, say something. <laughs> yes, please do. Don't hold back. Yeah. yeah. And then Lower Providence Township Police, they're looking for uh, two women and a man who swiped a donation jar for the Children's Miracle Network at a local Dairy Queen. The jar uh, at the Dairy Queen on Ridge Pike and Trooper had at least $60 at the time it was swiped. Employees did not realize that it was stolen uh, until later. It actually was taken right around Easter, they think. Uh, So they then reviewed the uh, surveillance footage and notified police. If you have any information about that theft, you're being asked to contact Lower Providence Township Police. Did the police say if they were any recent large purchases of various types of meat yeah. that may have taken place. Could be a connection. <laughs> 60 bucks worth? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that just sucks. You know, these are these are usually petty crimes, but you... Well, Chad, I mean, well, do that. What, yeah, there was six... But you know um, what? It's a damn donation jar. Yeah, like, leave it on. the F alone. Yep. Food and Wine Magazine has named the best new restaurant in America, and it's right here in Philadelphia. What? It's in the Kensington section of Philadelphia. They ranked Cadence, a BYOB located in the 100 block of Girard Avenue at Hancock Street, as the number one new restaurant in the country. Chefs uh, John Nodler, Samantha Kincaid, and Michael Fry, all veterans of the Philadelphia food scene, joined forces to focus on live fire cooking. It's pretty amazing. It's at the top of the list. Yep. Food and Wine says its editor uh, flew 30,000 miles sampling food from 20 24 cities and Cadence came out on top. They said the restaurant won because of simple pleasures and some serious food for once. You don't have to choose between them both, uh, the magazine says. Other restaurants on the list were in Austin, New York, L.A., Chicago, Boston, Houston, and New Orleans. In sports this morning... How 
Javier Baez hit a pinch hit single to cap a two-run bottom of the ninth rally to lift the Cubs over the Phils last night in Chicago. Oh, no! The 3-2 Cubs win ended the Phils' four-game winning streak. Bryce Harper went 0-4, dropping his average to 224 and failed to reach base at Wrigley Field for the first time in 19 games at the ballpark. Gene Segura doubled in the first to extend his hitting streak to 12 games. The series continues tonight, and Cole Hamels will make his first start against his former team. The Phils drafted Hamels, and he won 114 games for them before he was traded to Texas in July of 2015. First pitch is scheduled for 8.05. Kyle Lowry scored 25 points. Kawhi Leonard added 19, and the Toronto Raptors beat the Milwaukee Bucks 120-102 last night to even the Eastern Conference Finals at two games apiece. Game 5 is tomorrow night back in Milwaukee. And the St. Louis Blues are headed to the Stanley Cup Finals for the first time since 2019. The Blues, who had the worst record in the NHL on January 3rd of this year, beat the San Jose Sharks 5-1 last night in St. Louis to win the Western Conference Finals in six games. Former Flyer Braden Shen scored a power play goal, and Craig Berube, who was a head coach and a player in Philadelphia, will lead the team in search of their first cup win in the franchise's history. The finals begin on Monday with Game 1 in Boston against the Eastern Conference champs, the Bruins. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kath. I'm, I'm actually wearing my Blues colors today. Uh, our good friend Chuck D'Amico texted me last night and he said, uh, you know, if, if the Blues win, because if you don't know, I'm from St. Louis, uh, it'll be the first time they've been in the uh, Stanley Cups and fi- Stanley Cup playoffs and or Stanley Cup championship in uh, 50 years. And he goes, fortunately, you have a really cool jersey you could wear. Chuck gave me this jersey. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's got Brian Elliott's name on the back because we have the same last name. Brian right. Elliott plays for the Flyers, but he did play for the Blues at one point. And so he gave me this uh, jersey. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll definitely do that. So, uh, it's, so you know, I'm, I'm not a jersey wearer, no. but I'm wearing this today. The colors are good, I have to say. I love it's the not going to be the Flyers' colors. It's a, it's a pretty good color. I love blue and gold. Yeah, it yeah. is definitely, I would say, as far, well, now that the Vegas, uh, uh, the Golden Knights. Yeah. That's a cool jersey. That is the coolest logo now yeah. but before I, I i would put that in the top three no kidding yeah I, right. yeah i think the colors i like the um I, I like the design and everything like that i you know the, the black hawk is black hawk's pretty badass pretty and they were the awesome. arch nemesis of the blues <laughs> growing up and even even i would admit that that is a great logo yep. but the blues are my uh, western conference team I've, I've rooted for them for a long time and you sort of uh warned me against rooting <laughs> for the president because they, they'd get close year after year and mm-hmm. then never make it to the finals and never make it past the a certain round. Well, that's uh, changed. With, with Braden Shen and Craig Ruby, there's some cool Philly connections. Yeah, I like that too. And there's actually this really awesome local bar connection to the St. Louis Blues. Yeah, we heard about Marissa this. Marissa gave yeah. me the story and maybe we'll have a chance to kind of uh, spread that story if you sure. haven't heard it yet. We'll do that a little bit later on. But we have some other business to take care of. And uh, first and foremost... Let's find out who the coolest teacher ah. from Garnet Valley High School was uh, yesterday. That is the school that we chose to uh, text in and let us know who the coolest teacher of the year was. And I'm seeing a pattern here, which I'll explain after I okay. reveal who our winner is. So thank you, Garnet Valley, right. for texting in oh the names. And we have compiled the information, and we are proud to announce that the coolest teacher of the year at Garnet Valley High School is... Mrs. Krista Thomas. Now, Mrs. Thomas is the chorus director, Uh which is great. And uh, not sure how long she's been there. Maybe we'll find out later on. So here's the here's the uh, connecting tissue that I see from some of the other winners. It uh, written on their website. It says most recently our chorus enjoyed performing for audiences 
in Honolulu, Hawaii. Oh. And Orlando, Florida. She's the best teacher ever. Ever. Uh-huh. There seems to be a trip associated with the best win. Yeah, best we saw teacher. a couple of European trips. Yeah. Some of our winners so far this well, year. Well, so this has never happened before, but this is the second year in a row that Garnet Valley was chosen as a school to nominate a coolest teacher. Really? Oh. Uh, and um, and so we have, a, we have a new queen because last year, Paul Cassanjan okay. was a science teacher. He won last year. He has been dethroned. Nothing yes, like a has. trip to Hawaii to take someone out of the running. Yes. So Mrs. Krista Thomas is our coolest teacher from Garnet Valley. I mean, she gets the uh, official President of Coolest Teacher of the Year coffee mug and a $50 whatacrockmeals.com gift card to enjoy some good eats this summer. Absolutely. And uh, we are going to choose another one. Yes, Nick. Casey, I believe she once taught the musical Oliver at Garnet oh. Valley. Oh, scro- I was in that's that play your, one. That's your greatest you stage achievement. Yes. You were nominated for a Tony. I was not, but <laughs> as a result, and we maybe discuss this later, I was voted best singer and actor in uh, my Ooh. class. Oh. Oh. I did you play that. multiple roles? I did not in that play. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, listen, we need to choose a new one, and I think it is, uh, who is it, Steve? Is it me? Oh, yeah. All right, yeah. come so on, let's, uh, let's Give me my takeout Sorry, box. Rosie. We have the uh, Chinese takeout box filled with the list of schools. Bring it over here, bro dozer. And uh, Steve's going to reach in and find one, and we will put right. to task another school. All right, your fingers have clamped around one school, one name, All right, one Steve. location, and it is... Cherry Hill High School West. Really? Yeah. Cherry Hill High School West in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. All right, Cherry Hill West. Now up to you guys. I wonder if we've chosen them before. Yeah, we have. Have we? Yeah. Okay, wow. Well, listen, this is all done randomly, folks. Now, I performed at a high school play. Oh it was God. either Cherry Hill East or West. I can't remember I which remember. one. You remember? Yeah, we did. We did a promotion where uh, Casey would come and oh, play right. a role in your high school play. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Walk on. Uh huh. And, and he did. And it was a it was a real pain in the ass for you. You had to go over there to rehearse, and we didn't consider all the time that it would take. Well, I didn't have a family back then, so oh, yeah, uh, it wasn't as bad. But all right, so it's Cherry Hill West, and you need to text the word "teacher" followed by the teacher's name to three nine three 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 one vote per phone number. Make sure. You let the administration know so they can make some announcements. And uh, tomorrow we'll find out who the winner is. Notable alumni include Lauren Hart and Allie Larder. Allie Larder. Oh, yes. Love Allie Larder. All right, so get on it, uh, Cherry Hill West, and uh, we'll we'll find out tomorrow who that's going to be. On our program, guest-wise, today we're going to go live on Fox Good Day, so we'll spend some time chatting with those guys. Our buddy Bert Kreischer is getting in touch with us as well. Man, he Um, is just humming along. He's going to be performing at the Met on uh, July 27th, and there's a pre-sale that starts today at 10 a.m., and uh, you can use the promo code SHOTS. Uh, to get that. That's a perfect code. At BertBertBert.com, by the way. That's his website. <laughs> I did not know that. Uh, so anyhow, uh, the official general on sale goes on tomorrow at 12 noon, and we'll talk to uh, Burton what he has in store for Philadelphia when he comes to town. We also have a charity thing, and there's going to be a performance in conjunction with that. I'm hosting the uh, Take Steps uh, Walk for Crohn's and Colitis uh, which is a great event at the ballpark, uh, and that is on June 2nd. I've been doing it for years, and they're going to bring this girl who sings a national anthem every year. Her name is Isabella Gottfried. She is a phenomenal vocalist. All right. She's a kid, and every time I see her sing, I'm like, 
Uh, I'm, I'm like <laughs> in awe. So blows you away. So I'm like, you know what? Bring her in this year and let's hear her sing a little bit. So you're gonna be you're, you're gonna be entertained by that. It'd be Preston's idol. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. So these things and more are taking place. We're gonna come back in a moment and uh, we'll get to the entertainment report and super question. You know how that routine goes. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a little. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. Steven has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hey, before we do anything, uh, let's talk to our coolest teacher. Oh, yeah. Our coolest teacher is on the line. We had asked the students of Garnet Valley uh, to let us know who they thought just kind of went above and beyond the past year. And they came true, uh, through in fine fashion. And they have named a woman who's on the line now. Mrs. Krista Thomas is the coolest teacher. Krista, good morning. Good morning. Hey, congratulations to you. Thank you so much. Did you know that you had dethroned another teacher in the faculty? Um, I knew we were on the contest recently, but uh, this was definitely a surprise. All right. Very good. So uh, how long have you been teaching at uh, Garnet Valley? Uh, this is my ninth year. Okay. Ninth uh, year. Fourth year at the high school. So it's, it says up here on the call screener that you were just finishing up a run and you came home and there were loads of text messages alerting you to this victory. <laughs> that is Okay, cool. Hey, so yeah. how much do you, uh, uh, credence do you put to you winning this uh, by taking your kids to Hawaii <laughs> for a trip? Um, probably a lot. I also teach a really cool subject, which is music, so I feel pretty lucky about that. No, yeah. that's cool. And obviously, we have found that teachers who do engage in, whether they be uh, coaches of sports or seem, you know, are, are more involved with the kids' activities and just comprehensively that they tend to be more popular because they're spending more time with the kids. Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I definitely spend a lot of time with the students um, inside and outside of school with all of our activities. So there you go. it's really great. We have great kids and a great school. Hey, Chris, I'm going to run an idea by you. I haven't even run it by the show members right. here yet. So my, <laughs> my son is in choir at Souderton, and uh, – Every year, you know, there's there's two big concerts. There's the winter concert and the spring concert. Uh, mm-hmm. The winter concert, obviously, has a lot of holiday themes to it. But the spring concert is a little bit different. And uh, I thought about a promotion next year that we try to see what high school has the best rock song that they've adapted into the that choir. That would be awesome. Yeah, see, don't work, you think a lot of people would be out. interested yeah. in that? Yeah. Should it be solely from the Slayer catalog? No, well, <laughs> I wouldn't I rule that out. All right. <laughs> but but do you do you guys add in some some rock tunes from time to time in the choir? Definitely. Um, we just performed on Monday. One of our other choirs performed Bohemian Rhapsody. There you go. That's a popular yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think we might consider all that right. after after the winter break. You know, putting it out there and saying, "Hey, all right, the high school that has the best rock song." You know, we can come up with a great rock. And then we could get the uh, their submissions and have people vote online. I think that'd be a remember lot of fun. that. Jot it down. I will. I will for sure. Definitely, uh, Krista. So, what are you doing this summer? Um. So, well, we're uh, wrapping up. We're starting a community musical. Um. So that's happening in June. Mm. We're doing Mamma Mia. Ah. And uh, other than that, just relaxing and getting ready for next year. All right. So you have usually off to what about like mid August? 
Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, enjoy it. Wonderful. Cool, so we are going to give you just as a you know a trophy of sorts. It's the Preston and Steve official coolest teacher of the year coffee mug, and we'll give you a fifty dollars watercrockmeals.com uh, gift card for some good eats. So congratulations to you, Krista. Awesome. Thank you so much. You bet, Krista yeah. Thomas, guys. You know one aspect of the mug, Preston. It's a great jogging mug. Yeah, so if you yeah, want to have a cup of coffee yeah, when yeah, you jog. Sure. <laughs> it's great. Wait, we have a little bit of their chorus? Yeah. Oh, do we? All yeah, right, let's hear it. Let's grab some audio. So. I love going to these choir concerts. They are so great. Did you ever think you would? No. Yeah. No, I didn't. But once you finally experienced it. I was a band guy growing up. And you were a rocker. I didn't really. Well, no, I meant a high school band guy. Oh. And uh, so I did, I never really went to the choir concerts. And yeah. And I didn't know that they did these really cool arrangements and stuff. And they're very, very talented kids all in our area. We didn't have it in my high school. There was a gospel choir and that was it. Okay. To be honest, the liver, little, uh, the liver, the little, the liver, the little, River Valley Vocal River Band. Valley Vocal Band. That's it, yes. Yeah. That's uh, that's my closest that I've come to yeah. Coral. Uh, yeah. And right, that's well, not good. So our next school is Cherry Hill West, and you guys get to vote. So uh, do us a favor and text word teacher. Follow that teacher's <coughs> name, 39333. Uh, and by the way, uh, Mrs. Gooey Gash uh, is the, no longer works there. Are you uh, kidding? Yeah, oh, yeah. 30-year veteran? Yeah, that's what happened. That we had earlier. So. Mrs. Oh, Gooey Gash was you know, so great. Yeah. Was she taught AV. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was Mrs. Mr. Goopy Gag. Oh. That was it. Nick just no, pulled the end of the text. Okay. That was Gooey's, Gooey's husband. Yeah, yeah. And we were going to count that, too. Is Mr. Goopy Gash at home? Don't wrote that. Marissa is going to come up with a list of the <laughs> the ones that either people think that we're actually going to take seriously. Right, yeah, Or yeah. just, you know, people are goofing around. But anyhow. Well, still, if you you got to get pe- other people to randomly vote in for your dumb Mr. Goopy Gash name. It's very unlikely. Text the word teacher, followed by the teacher's name to 39333 Cherry Hill West. You get about 24 hours to do that. All right, stupid question. Going to give away uh, four pack of Big Apple Circus tickets. Uh, listen to this one. So, what movie was the first Judd Apatow production to receive Academy Award nominations? Oh, huh. This is a hard one, too. It's not an obvious one at all. 215 263 WMMR. What movie was the first Judd Apatow production? To receive Academy Award nominations, two one five two six three. I'm going to go. I'm you gonna... have to look that one up. Uh, today is Wednesday, May twenty second. I have some birthdays I'm going to share. Nope. Okay. Steve, it is not that so one. So it must be a tough one. Morrissey has his birthday today, or more specifically, Stephen Patrick Morrissey. He was just in town, wasn't he? He was. There non-com. was a big, uh, yeah, in a uh, um, non-commercial radio convention here in Philadelphia, and he performed there. And he was up at, yeah, so he's on a bit of a tour. And, yep. uh, yeah, so did did Bill Weston see him? He did. Yeah. I didn't ask how the show was. Because I, I think he met up West... with some old friends of ours, and we mainly asked about that. Oh, that's okay. right, yes. Right. Jim McGrin was at it. Is he yep. in the Smiths? Yes, he was okay. the Smiths, okay. and I was a big Smiths fan, huge front, Smiths fan. Front man of the Smiths, and uh, he is 60 years old today, so a uh, big birthday for Morrissey. Uh, it is also Naomi Campbell's birthday today. The British supermodel turns 49 years old. Has she come down? I think uh, it's... I haven't heard anything from her in a long time. Yeah, I used yeah. to be hearing her uh, beating up assistants all the time, and now nothing. Either she calmed down or people don't care anymore. Well, she can't really. find yeah, her yeah. phone to throw at them. Um, the Unabomber, here you go, here's a notorious birthday today, Ted Kaczynski, still in jail, 77 years old, celebrating his birthday today. I was just watching a special on the Unabomber and the search for the Unabomber. It was a family member that that eventually his brother that helped turn him in. Yeah. Wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be great as a, uh, 
uh, as a jailhouse gag if they brought him a cake. Yeah. And right as he blows out the candles, the cake explodes. It blows up. You know? It's going to be yeah. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of uh, looks like the Geico caveman. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. He's uh, 77 today. Not cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jennifer Goodwin is uh, 41. She was in Walk the Line, Big Love, He's Just Not Into You, a few movies here and there. And Once Upon a Time. Uh, looked her up and recognized her, and yeah. She's cute. Yeah, she Very is cute. cute. She's cute. Uh, <laughs> then you have Richard Benjamin. Steve, I would guess you would know who he is. I yes. do not. Yes. So he, in uh, Love at First Bite, he's Van Helsing. Oh. Richard. Man, I'd have to go back. I remember that movie, but I, I can't remember the, the Bell Hel- Ben Helsing character. He did a whole bunch of... Um, uh, he was in Westworld, it says. He was in Catch-22? Yeah. So in Westworld, he's with James with uh, James Brolin. He's okay. the, the two guys. He's the one who has the, the eventual fight with Yul Brenner at the end. I think I know who he is. Yep. He's uh, 81. Wow. Yeah, by the way, yeah. Uh, then we have uh, Bernard Shaw. Huh. Former newscaster. Was uh, he the first main newscaster on CNN? May have been. Yeah. I, I want to say first... he's from around here, too. Uh, it might be, but... Uh, he's a Philly native. I, I think he was the first news anchor, Steve, that got an interview with Saddam Hussein before the Gulf War. There was the build-up, the first Gulf War, uh, and uh, Bernard Shaw oh. went over to Iraq and actually was able to sit down with I Saddam Hussein. I think you're Hussein, right. And, and it sort of put CNN on the, on map. the map. Yeah, They were playing miniature golf, as I recall, they were, Yes, yeah. And uh, <laughs> Saddam got one through the clown's mouth. Uh, wow. This uh, windmill is quite difficult. I got it. Uh, Not George Bernard Shaw. Which no, we're is looking a photo at a picture. Or, that's a poet and writer. <laughs> George Bernard Shaw. Hey, we stayed in his hotel in Ireland, Preston. Black and white. And, uh, yeah, Nick, let's see oh. if, he, if he, he's 79. Okay. Uh, see if he is indeed from Philadelphia. I want to say he definitely has a connection here. Was uh, he the first African-American uh, anchor, major one, news anchor? I think so. Uh, but well, anyhow. many achievements, and of course, he was also an Irish poet. We move along. He's 79 years old He did today. have an interest in baseball, according to work. Okay, well, maybe <laughs> oh, I'm wrong. Wow. Okay. Well, they really went no. to town on that bio. There's a baseball team in Philadelphia, hence the connection. It's right. right here under Walter Cronkite, enjoys gum. <laughs> All right, uh, a young lady who was here in our studio, uh, Cameron B. Condova. Yes. And she ended up on Gotham. She was just a teenager when she came by here, probably about 15 years old. She's now 20. She is just, you could tell when she came in here, she's like, that girl is going to be a stunning young lady when she grows up. She's very, very pretty and very much looked like um, Michelle Michelle Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. we we were were amazed. So Gotham wrapped up in the final episode, Preston, they took a a leap forward of about 10 years. Mm -hmm. So they had another actress step in and play Catwoman Mm -hmm. and another actor step in and play Batman. But it was, it was... (laughs) All the way except for the last episode. She was throughout it, and she was great. Uh, she's 20 years old today. And what? I'm just looking at uh, all of our answers are wrong for the stupid question, but the best one is uh, the Ben Stiller show <laughs> because it's Academy Award nominee. <laughs> I just oh, made wow. me laugh. Yeah, it's a movie generated at the Academy Award. Uh, okay, so uh, back to the birthdays. Back, back to, to the birthdays. birthdays. Sorry, I, I saved the biggest one for last. Uh, Bernie Taupin oh. has his birthday today. Elton John's lyricist uh, who will be featured... Prominently in the Elton John film that's coming out, Rocket, Rocket Man. Man. So Preston, I was just reading a uh, uh, an interview with uh, Elton John after seeing the movie. They, it premiered at the Cannes Film Festival, and he said the thing that most uh, leveled him two things: seeing the recreation of his family and the depiction of his long, 
decades-long relationship with Bernie Taupin. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, what great lyrics. Some of, them are, some of them are a little nonsensical and, and really poetic and interesting, but uh, they're certainly unique. Mona Lisa's and Mad Hatter's. Uh, great song. I, I love it. Uh, remember he, so he broke up sort of with Bernie Taupin for a while and had another lyricist. And I would say the songs were not that good. Yeah. They just didn't have that same chemistry. Uh, Bernie turns uh, 69 years old today. So happy birthday. And we'll go to the phone and see if we can get an answer to this question. What movie was the first Judd Apatow production uh, received uh, that received an Academy Award nomination? And I will go to, let's go to Robert and see if we can get the answer. Hey, Robert. Hello. Hello, Robert. What's the answer we're looking for? Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. Oh, how about that? Hang on a second, Robert. We are going to give you a four-pack of Big Apple Circus tickets. Do not miss the all-new show uh, that critics are calling magical and astonishing. Big Apple Circus is back now through June 16th. Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks. Uh, tickets at BigAppleCircus.com. Uh, let's get right into stuff. i got a few things to run by you. Excuse me, uh, Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Quentin Tarantino sat down with Esquire to talk all things movies. And of course, Why not E.T.? Uh, because he wasn't available. Damn it. Uh, their new film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, the film depicts 1969 Hollywood around the time of the Charles Manson murders. Rick Dalton, who's played by DiCaprio, is a declining star. Steve McQueen, played by Damian Lewis, is up and coming. Uh, but the only thing that he can count on is his stunt double, Cliff Booth, played by Brad Pitt. And then there's Rick's neighbor, Sharon Tate, who's played by Margot Robbie, and her husband, Roman Polanski, who's played by Rafal uh, Zavarucha. There was a, a new trailer that came out yesterday, and I was watching it, Preston. I think this is exactly the Quentin Tarantino movie we've been waiting for. Oh, it good. Seems, it seems very Pulp Fiction. And, and you know how there appears to be a whole bunch of disjointed stories going on that come together? Right. Uh, that's what this looks like. So apparently there's a, there's probably a big secret in this because the production's been really hush-hush and Tarantino is begging insiders not to leak any spoilers while they were watching the premiere at the Com Film Festival. So there's got there's something that we're not expecting. So it does lead inexorably to the um the you know, the Manson the murder of Sharon Tate and mm-hmm. the Spawn movie ranch and all of that legend and lore that surrounds all this. But what amazes me is the recreation of these very the guy playing Bruce Lee in the trailer is spot on. So this particular interview with Esquire provided a fascinating glimpse at what goes on when the camera isn't rolling in Hollywood. The profile starts out with the author, Michael Haney, describing Tarantino's attempt to direct the interview. He told him, listen, I've come up with a few questions that could be really good for you to ask. (laughs) And then Quentin says, but here's something important. I don't want it to seem like you're asking a question. (laughs) And eventually, Brad Pitt comes into the room with problems in his pants. He said, there's nothing I can do about boner pants, is there? (laughs) During the interview, Pitt also revealed that Tarantino was so concerned about access to the script and potential leaks that only he and DiCaprio read the whole thing and they had to do it while they were at Quentin's house. So he was really, really secretive about it and still is. DiCaprio is describing what motivated him to become involved in the project. He said, first off, the chance to work with Mr. Tarantino. And certainly this time period was fascinating. It was this homage to Hollywood. I don't think there's been a Hollywood film like this. And by that, I mean a film set in Hollywood and about Hollywood, which gets its nails dirty getting into the everyday life of an actor and a stunt double. I I agree with that. I love this particular period uh, in Hollywood. We were uh, we lived in Thousand Oaks, California when I was in second, third grade, I guess. So that'd be 68, I guess. I don't know. But it was around that time and you had there was this vibe out there. And uh, there was this energy, and it seems that he's captured it in this movie. So 
But he continues to say in 1969, 1969 is a seminal time in cinema history as well as in the world. Rick and Cliff, they're part of the old guard in Hollywood, but they're also trying to navigate this new world of hippie revolution and free love. I love the idea of taking on this struggling actor who is trying to find his footing in this new world and his pal who has been uh, with, he, that he's been with through all the uh, these wars in Hollywood. Quentin so brilliantly captures what's going on in the changing of America, but also through these characters' eyes how Hollywood was changing. Yeah! He said the film captures the spirit of Hollywood, some of the struggles I immediately recognize. He said the search for your own identity and the search for success in an industry that rejects 99% of actors from this elite class of being able to choose your own work. Now, there's another cool thing that happened. So Pitt and DiCaprio bonded over their shared love of the late Luke Perry, who also appears in the film. So Brad recalled telling uh, Leo... That's effing Luke Perry. Uh, isn't that wild? He said, we were like kids in a candy shop because I remember mm-hmm. going to the studios and uh, Beverly Hills 90210 was going on and he was that icon of coolness for us teenagers. It was this strange burst of excitement that I had to be able to act with him. This is Brad Pitt freaking out. <laughs> I know. I love that, Perry. though. I and love it's, it's very. It's a very humanizing thing when you see someone who's achieved that level of success a uh, fanboy out on someone else. And then DiCaprio said, I remember my friend uh, Vinny, who's in this film as well. We walked in there and we both had this butterfly moment like, oh my God, <laughs> that's Luke Perry over there. <laughs> and he said, man, he was so incredibly humble and amazing and absolutely committed. Pitt said he couldn't have been a more friendly, wonderful guy to spend time with. I got to sit down and have some wonderful conversations with him and it was really special. You know what's really cool in this movie too? So yeah, this pairing is, is never, well, yeah, they've never appeared together before, Brad uh, Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio, right? No. Not that I, I don't know. And uh, this is the first time I think that Tarantino's worked with Al Pacino who's in the movie. Oh, I didn't know Al was Yeah, there. yeah. Okay. Uh, a few other things to get to. Season 16 of The Voice came to an end last night. No! And a star-studded finale. Don't give away the, the ending. Why? Oh, yeah, it's all right. I all right, so I don't even se- watch it. The season give came, away the ending. Came down to uh, the final four, which uh, included three singers from Blake Shelton's team. That was Andrew Savener, Dexter Roberts, and Gith Rigdon. Oh, remember those names. And Well, no, you, you don't have to because they didn't win. Well, don't remember those names. One contestant from John Legend's team was uh, Malin Jarman. Uh, they faced off against each other, and after it was done, Jarman was crowned the winner. Rigdon was named runner-up, while Roberts came in third, and Savina finished fourth. Uh, Jarman's win marks the first victory for new coach John Legend, who adds the accomplishment to his EGOT winning status. Uh, Jarman, who is deaf in one ear, earned a four-chair turn during the blind auditions and wowing all the judges. She was the first member to join Team Legend. Preston, a four-chair turn. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. The two-hour season finale offered more than a dozen guest performances and post-competition duties with the top four and their musical heroes. Uh, One Republic, Khalid, Halsey, Travis Tritt, Sarah McLaughlin, Toby Keith, Hootie and the Blowfish, the Jonas Brothers, Taylor Swift, and Brendan Urey with Brendan Urey and BTS were among those that performed, Steve. Now you've got my attention. (laughs) Now we're done with the story, but that's it. Amazing, amazing night, and I'm so glad I missed it. Yeah, except for BTS. Except for BTS, which I've been getting all my BTS facts. They've been all over the place. By the way, uh, you mentioned Jonas Brothers. I I love that new song, Sucker. It is The one they performed on SNL? Yes, the first song that they performed on SNL. Cool. Uh, Behind the scenes in Hollywood, sometimes truth is stranger than fiction. Take... Elle Fanning, who fainted at the Trophy Chopard dinner on Monday. 
May 20th, while seated next to her sister Dakota, this is at the Con Music Festival, or not music, uh, Con Film Festival, when the 21-year-old collapsed, her 25-year-old sister and Colin Firth managed, in rom-com fashion, to help her up as Marion Cotillard checked her heart and everyone looked on. Colin Firth, always first on the scene, isn't he? Festival, He's always Firth on the scene. A festival director, uh, Thierry Frameau. Mm-hmm. Firth responder. <laughs> he is a Firth responder. Was on stage with actor Francois Seville when she fainted, and the ceremony was paused until security was able to get the Fanning sisters to a quiet place to recover. Later, L took to Instagram to tell her 2.9 million fans that she was okay, blaming a too tight dress and bloating. On her feigning spell. Well, she looked fantastic, and I think that the uh, Colin Firth is correct in performing the tracheotomy. Uh, I, no, I, I don't think that happened. <laughs> so you want to have a straw, <laughs> a straw, uh, and a butter knife. Uh, fans, including some, what of, are you doing? Including some of her celeb friends, quickly uh, wish her well. January Jones joked, "Where's the smelling salts when you need them?" <laughs> But I love Elle Fanning. She's adorable. She's awesome, and in uh, she's in Maleficent, right? She's yeah. the uh, she's. How can you not love yeah, her to death in that? Sleeping Beauty, or who? who is that? No, it's... Uh, yeah, it's... Aurora. Farting Wendy. Aurora. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Sleeping Beauty. Princess Aurora. Yeah. That's Sleeping Beauty? And I, she's I, in the... Uh, she's yeah. Well, she's in the second Maleficent as well. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Huh? Huh? I yeah. don't know. That uh, comes out uh, later this year. Mistress of Evil. Ah. Maleficent. Artie Lang is in trouble with the law again. Saw uh, this. He was pumping gas the last I saw. Yeah. Uh, Where'd you see uh, just on on Instagram or whatever, but like for for work or uh, yeah, he was making money pumping gas. Yeah, and he okay. had somebody post for him because I, I don't even know. Press, I, I'm sorry to interrupt. Wow, but, that's bad. Yeah. Uh, after getting busted for drug possession in January, the Mad TV star was reportedly arrested on Tuesday for violating his drug court program. Uh, the 51 year old was arrested at his New Jersey halfway house. Uh, he was serving four years probation for heroin possession. Uh, and we're not sure how this is going to affect his sentence as of yet. So look at this picture, Preston, of the is profile. That, yeah, oh no, my that, God. That's, that's real. Yeah. And, and so the, all the cartilage in his nose has collapsed because of the cocaine. Oh, my God. And, and wow. Kathy, if you were to read this book, Crash and Burn, and it, which this dissent, and I told him when he's in here because I, I, I think he's hilarious. I love him. He's great. And and um, it just seemed like if that wasn't a wake up call, and and he says yeah. in the book it was the wake up call, mm. and that, you know when you talk about classic bottoming out, and then people say no no, you have to go a step further. I thought this was a step further than that step further, yeah. and still it's not enough. Wow, some people can't. It just it's I know they're beyond help. It's I very guess. sad. I mean, you don't want to stop helping, but, no. But uh, sometimes it just doesn't work. So hopefully, hopefully something will happen. And uh, he'll move on and uh, get his life straightened out. Lisa Kudrow played the unflappable, confident uh, Phoebe Buffay on Friends, but she couldn't channel her character's joie de vie when the cameras went dark. In an interview, Kudrow revealed that she often felt like she didn't stack up with Jennifer Aniston and Courtney Cox. What the f***? It's uh, a mind blower. She said, I know. Look, I can move on to something else. No, I want to hear about this because I actually have been getting into, uh, I've been uh, periodically jumping in and watching old episodes of Friends. She said, you see yourself on TV and it's that, oh my God, I'm just a mountain of a girl and I'm already bigger than Courtney and Jennifer. Like my bones feel bigger, she recalled thinking. I I thought she was cute. When she was talking about managing a slim figure for the camera. Yeah, she was cute, but compared 
to the other two, and maybe that happened a lot. It's it's pretty hard to stack up to Jennifer Aniston. Can I be honest about something? Yeah, and Courtney Cox. I feel like Lisa Kudrow to your Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> you do? I'm sorry, man. It makes me feel bad sometimes. Well, don't I'm, feel bad. I think she was about 10 years older, at least, yeah. uh, than both of them, yeah. too. And I wonder if that ever played in, um, a role in feeling less confident around them. Way to go, Hollywood, with ageism. Uh, she said, I just feel like this mountain of a woman next to them. Uh, she said she's overcome many of her body image issues, though. So, you know, that's nothing that affected her so bad that it... Did got, it drive her to heroin? Uh, maybe it did that we don't know of, but she didn't indicate anything like that. Do you know who uh, gives her massive props for his successful career? Uh, Conan O'Brien. They were boyfriend really? and girlfriend for the longest oh, really? time. Okay. Yep. And uh, she sort of gave him some of the best advice of his life. Uh, Game of Thrones star Sophie Turner is toasting the end of the HBO show by posting a semi-in-character on-set shot of herself oh. with TV siblings Arya and Bran Stark, uh, played by Maisie Williams and Isaac Hempstead Wright. And uh, in the picture, Turner is vaping. They're all in their In, in their, their costumes? Clothing. Oh, wow. Uh, Wright is smiling, and Williams is wearing sunglasses in the pic. It looks really weird because of that. And she captions it, the, par- the pack survived. Which is a reference to the Stark family sigil, which is a dire wolf. Do you like uh, Do you like seeing that when you're um, when you're a fan of the show? After it's all over, I don't mind. Okay. I, I, would, I wouldn't want to see that while Prior. while the show is going on because it kind of you know it kind of you lose the fantasy a little bit. I sent you over an article. I don't know if you got a chance to read it about HBO. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I already had it. Yeah, yeah. that uh, a lot of people are canceling because the the show's over. Yeah, and that's why they held on to their subscription for so long. Apparently, it's a fairly common thing. It's called uh, churning. Yeah, uh, apparently. So where you will eventually you'll stick around until this is over, and then I'm out. So let me ask you: during the final episodes of Game of Thrones, what was the series that they were most pumping with commercials or, or promotions, trying to get people to hold on to their subscription? They were hitting the Deadwood uh, movie pretty right. hard, and they were hitting Watchmen. Watchmen oh, Deadwood. okay. And there was one Westworld other... three now. Yeah, Westworld. That was the other one. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh man, the, the the trailer for Westworld three looks so good. That I have to go back and watch Westworld two now. I I, so I, I got caught up and I did get, and and is it worth it? Yes. Okay. There was uh, I think we all agree we were on board for the first um, couple of episodes. Got mm-hmm. a little too what? And there was yeah. a whole bunch of stuff layered on. Once you get past that, and once you get to the point where, as you know, it's obviously going to happen. The the, uh, the androids become um, aggressive mm-hmm. uh, and it gets uh, really out of whack. Uh, it becomes really engrossing again. So I'm looking forward to this new season. I've seen several commercials on regular TV for uh, Big Little Lies, the se- uh, second season, right, with, with Meryl Streep. And that's a, that's a new. Is that that was created solely for the series, right? That doesn't come from the, any book. Uh, no, I think there was a book, huh. uh, but I, I don't think. I'm sorry, the second season. Is that yeah, what you're yeah. asking? Yes. Okay. Yeah, the second season of Big Little Lies is not based on the book. The book was wrapped up in season one. Cool. All right, and one last story: uh, the Crawley family is Who? coming back. Uh, Downton Abbey. Oh, that's uh, Kathy and uh, Nick show. Yeah. That's my yeah. jam. The that's our jam. Yeah. <laughs> First trailer for the Downton Abbey film is dropped, uh, picking up right where the uh, aristocratic action left off in the acclaimed PBS series. Uh, the OG cast, including Hugh Bonneville, Laura Carmichael, Jim Carter, and Maggie Smith are returning. No Brian Austin Green? Uh, I don't know. I've never seen it uh, in the trailer. It seems that the king and queen are coming to visit. Uh, the action opens with Lord Grantham declaring, "No, mate, or no, not that. 
<laughs> what does he say? No maid, no valet, no nanny even. I, I thought it was like, no maid. No maid, no, no valet, no nanny. I'll do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> They're hedging their bets, though, Preston. They are including the Hulk. So, no, it says uh, no maid, no valet, no nanny even. It's 1927, and we are modern folk. Oh, We've okay. got a Hulk. Uh, <laughs> uh, the film will open. Well, then, but then the, the whole part of the show was the staff. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. Yeah. So it's like the. You're going to shake it up. Do you guys remember the series Upstairs, Downstairs? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was the same the same thing. And the, it's the got, divide of the class. It's got some of the sensibilities. If you liked uh, The Crown, if you liked that type of. Like if, uh, The Queen, the Harold, Helen Mirren movie. And The uh, Hulk? And the Hulk, <laughs> if you're a big Avengers Not fan, yeah, uh, it's I, I mean pretty similar to Endgame. I I like the Crown a lot. Yeah. You would like this. Then I'd like this. Yeah. I think so. Okay. I mean, it's it's amazing that they can take something like this, but there is action, there's drama, and it's really well written and it's incredibly it's hard. well acted. I I wholly hear what you're saying because it's hard to. I, one of my favorite movies ever is Remains of the Day, and yeah. if you would explain that plot to anybody, they go, "Are you straight out of your mind?" Right. right. I mean, if you're looking for uh, Iron Man, you're not going to yeah. get it in this. Right. But if you want, but some, you will get the Hulk. Right. Yeah. And Maggie Smith is is uh, Maggie Smith. They should have the Hulk rendered in a tuxedo. I, he's still going on about the Hulk. <laughs> Just standing there with a tray. Mm-hmm. Who's Maggie Smith again? Dean Maggie Smith. She's uh, Minerva McGonagall in uh, uh, Harry Potter. Uh, she you... works promotions at the Fanatic. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> She's like the headmistress of uh, Hogwarts. Uh, uh, oh, I know who she is. Yeah. Yes, yes. I know exactly who you're talking about. All right. Uh, the film will open September 20th in the U.S. You think you, you guys will go see the movie since you watched the show? Oh, I'll see it, yeah. Uh, I think you guys should turn it into a uh, movie date. Oh, that could be. With wine? Yeah. yeah. Sold hands. Okay. Uh, we're ready for the clips. <clears throat> okay. I think. Sure. Why not? Yeah, right there. We talked right. about the Hulk enough. Oh, I had him right here in my hand. Right there. So, uh, Das plays a CIA agent, uh, Jai Data, in the action comedy Whiskey Cavalier. Oh, yes. I've watched a few of these. A role that was created just for him. Here, the Indian actor and comedian talks about how the opportunity came about. I was just touring the U.S. I was just here doing stand-up and taking meetings. And they were like, we shoot in Prague in a week. So I had to cancel six weeks of stand-up. And in a week, I was just in Prague shooting with, you know, Scott and Lauren. And and these big American TV stars. And it was just kind of, uh, it was surreal. I like big balls. Mm -hmm. Uh, season one finale of Whiskey Cavalier is on tonight, 10 p.m., and that's on ABC. There's a good, you know, these things all benefit from the sexual tension between the leads. And, and so it's Maggie from uh, The Walking Dead. Yep. And uh, they, they have a good uh, good chemistry. Laura Conrad yeah. in the Laura Conrad, Lauren, yeah. Lauren Conrad, yeah. All right, let's do the next clip. In addition to showing what the working conditions are like, SEAL Team takes a look at what it's like to have a family as a Navy, uh, to have a family as a Navy SEAL. In this clip, David Boranez discusses what about the show uh, hits him. Here we go. These guys are, uh, they go on, yes, intense missions and ops, and they're deployed and they're away from their family. But what really hit me was the fact of how they struggle at home, and people don't really understand that. So we want to really shed light on that and, and make it a, a character-driven show. I mean, it's a workplace show, and it's about that DNA. No, Navy SEALs. Uh, season 2 finale of SEAL Team will be on at uh, 10 o'clock on CBS. i tell you something. The uh, I don't know what the budget is on that show, and I, I do watch it. Um, 
the battle scenes, the uh, you know the, the the military, the hardware. It's really well done, this and is, he's excellent, Boreanaz. I have a hard time watching things like that on network TV because just because I feel like they can't. I think you would be very happy with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The he, production level is really good, and he never got back to you after. His never did, man. Uh, sorry. Well, we gave him the free compliment. All right, and there you go. That's what I have. <laughs> the entertainment report. Yes, Nick. Whiskey Cavalier has already been canceled. Are you kidding? Right. Yeah. So uh, enjoy it while you can. Yeah. yeah, make sure you don't miss the season finale. I'm glad I just watched a couple episodes. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. All right, we have stuff to do this morning. <laughs> we are going to go live on Fox Good Day today. We are going to have our buddy Bert Kreischer on the program as well, and we're going to see if you can let us know who Cherry Hill West's coolest teacher of the year is at Cherry West High School. So text word teacher followed by the teacher's name to 39333. And while you're in the texting mood, secret text word today Tickets to see The Who on Saturday at Citizens Bank Park. So text the word secret to 39333. We'll bounce the word back to you. See if you can uh, get that back to us later on this morning. Also, we'll give a pair of tickets away randomly to one of the texters. So text the word secret to 39333. We'll be back in a moment. official opening of the Jersey Shore. Think of it as complete concert coverage to kick off summer and your Memorial Day weekend. Friday, May 24th, we're broadcasting live all day from some iconic shore points. Join the Preston and Steve show live from Keenan's in North Wildwood, presented by Coors Light, the Jersey Shore's most refreshing beer. Dig your toes in the sand in Atlantic City with Pierre Robert live from Margaritaville. Jackson rocks your happy hour at the Inlet in North Wildwood with Victory Brewing Company's Summer Love and the first official flip-flop nation party. WMMR's official opening of the Jersey Shore from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your summer. Are you guys ready for some good eats? Because I'm going to put on my connoisseur. Oh! Chef hat, and he's ready for business. <laughs> All the information you need to know about where to eat and what to eat and how to eat. Yeah, we have some, so eat uh, me. Uh, so eat him. Uh, we have some interesting stories about uh, food. I'm going to get to the obvious one. Oh, this was uh, in the uh, news. Well, I'm going to get. I was. I said I was going to get to it later on. Oh, uh, but you know what? I guess I can do it now. <laughs> you sure? I don't want to throw you off. The connoisseur has uh, access to cutlery. Well, I was going to bundle that with some other local stories. Listen, do not let me influence the connoisseur's decisions. Uh, But I'll I'll just give you the basics. But the restaurant Cadence was named the uh, best new restaurant by Food & Wine. Uh, which is pretty cool. It so, is. Uh, but I'll, I'll include that in, in some of that crap. All right. No, I did have a, a different one. And this was given to me. I forgot which intern gave me this. Or maybe it was Connor that gave me it this. It was Connor. Oh, uh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, it is by NBCSports.com. Uh, a guy, I guess it works here, Enrico Campitelli. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he used to do the 700 level. He's great. He's a good writer. All right. Well, apparently he came up with the top 10 tasty cakes ranked. Now, I don't know if it, what. Why'd you throw your hands up? Because we brought this up. Remember that meeting that we all hated being in? And yep. we were talking about like viral marketing and stuff like that. And we had brought this up to do our own little ranking. But now we can't do it because this Enrico guy did it. And now it's going to look like we're biting off of him. But we had this idea a little while ago. Anyway. Okay. Well, I was handed this list yesterday. No, no, and no, I thought no, it would be kind of neat to go through it. No, it and is if neat. we can skip it if you want. Or what? Uh, you're misreading my uh, okay. my uh, words here. All right. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, no, I, I love the idea. I, I'd love to hear his ranking. Okay. All yeah. right. So, you got that? <laughs> I got it. Uh, number 10 is the honey bun. Number nine is the Danish. 
Number eight is cookie bars, the oatmeal raisin. Oh, oatmeal raisin. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oatmeal raisin. Uh, then number seven is Tasty Claire. That's your wife, right? Tasty Claire. Some tasty She's Claire's. damn good, yeah. <laughs> oh, my perfect. God. Yeah, if you want to taste it some Claire, get over to the house now. <laughs> no, I'm saying it's a gift to her. Oh, I'm sorry. I was, you could give that to inviting people to <laughs> Tasty oh, Claire. It's got really what dirty. What oh, oh, my Listen, God. we have an open marriage. <laughs> hey, going back to the honey bun, uh, it's good, but I would uh, I would bump it up higher on the list if you were to put it in the toaster oven. Ooh. It changes the dynamic and makes it better. Okay. Kind of um, sorry. I'm still confused about the beginning of this whole conversation. So, I, I am yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Tasty Claire was number seven. Uh, number six are the pies. Apple. Get some pie. Yeah. Uh, number five, the chocolate junior. I can read what the guy wrote if you want me to about what he has to say about it. Both the chocolate junior and coffee cake junior are pretty banging. But the <laughs> chocolate clearly has the icing. So, an icing and, and also icing in the middle. So, important. To even out all that cake, must have a coffee or big glass of milk to get through one of these guys. Uh, the proportions of the cupcake are far superior, as you'll read next. Uh, then number four, he has the rich frosted mini donuts, little chocolate donuts. Uh, number three is the crimpet, the butterscotch crimpet. A lot of people rage on the butterscotch crimpet, that mean, was meaning like, in a good way. Uh, as a kid, that was if we got that in our lunch, it was like, whoa, special day. That was bonus day? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not like a big butterscotch crimpet guy. Uh, I mean, if it's there and it's like all I, <laughs> the only sweet thing to eat, sure, why not? But uh, it just never really did it for me. Uh, number two is the peanut butter candy cake. Yeah, that it... was even special, more special than the crimpet day. That's, really? That's my, <laughs> yeah. that's my number one. All right. And then he has, this is uh, Enrico Campitelli as number one, the cream-filled cupcake. Which that sounds like a ho ho, you know? Yeah, it does. Yeah, a it does. It's similar. Uh, I didn't grow up with tasty cakes, so I, I don't have the uh, I don't have the sentimental attachment that you guys yeah. do. You know what? And I think for for me anyway, tasty cakes were uh, much better as a kid. Like now, I'll pass them up. Right. You know. Yeah. I will not. I'll, I'll never pass up a uh, a candy cake, a <laughs> peanut butter candy cake. That is like a. And then so I mean, my top three is uh, candy cake, then tasty Claire, and then this uh, cream filled cupcake. But I had mentioned to you guys maybe last week uh, a really awesome thing that I used to do when I was a kid. Because uh, we always let these in our freezer, right? Because uh, my dad would put them in the lunches, and so they would thaw out by t- lunchtime at school. Um, if you eat all the cake around the cream-filled cupcake and you just leave the cream, that is amazing. So it would have to be frozen. It would have to be mm-hmm. cold. And yeah. you could have just this piece of frozen cream. Oh, my God. Yeah? Amazing. Okay. Yeah. And it was like we were talking about how you very specifically eat stuff the other day with the guy taking the uh, the chicken nuggets and peeling them. That's that's what the... Okay. Yeah, I couldn't remember the genesis of, of the conversation. Yeah, that's the exact conversation we're having. So would you agree cream-filled cupcake number one or no. peanut well, I butter mean, candy cake? I mean, this it's all subject. You know, it's kind of like that uh, uh, when we had that uh, Frito-Lay conversation. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, people love Cool Ranch Doritos. I don't like them at all. So, um, peanut butter cup ca- uh, candy cakes are my absolute number one. All right. Well, this is yeah. his opinion. Yep. So he yeah, just yeah, threw yeah. that out there to uh, rank them and thought it would be fun for people to debate that. Not unlike the uh, the chips the other day, which I guess was your idea to do this too, but we just never did it. Well, I, no, I, I'm. I, I didn't mean to hijack that part of the conversation. I apologize. <laughs> All right, I have, other, next? I have other stories. We'll move on to uh, Little Caesars. 
Uh, in case you didn't see this, was the other day. They are joining the plant-based protein trend with a pizza top with non-meat sausage. Really? Non-meat sausage. Now, I like the... Impo- and now, by the way, it's... Um, uh, it's made by Impossible Foods. Yes. Uh, the sausage is called the Impossible Supreme Pizza. Uh, and there are a couple of different um, companies that make the plant-based uh, uh, meats, if you will, for lack of a better term. Uh, so Impossible Foods is one of them. And then there's a one called Beyond. I have not heard of this. Now, I bought – so my local grocery store has the Beyond Burger, and I bought that and made it at home. And it's good. It tastes like this. Uh, Beyond Meat is the name of it. Uh, and Compared to Impossible. Uh, similar. Same, similar? Yeah. yeah okay. It's All a similar right. thing. But I and, and they also sell the Beyond sausage, yes, uh, which I've not brought myself to try yet. I've not tried the meatless sausage. Yet. So as far as I'm concerned, in the realm of the Impossible Burger, uh, the Impossible like uh, Harvest has uh, Impossible Meatloaf, which I think in a way actually tastes a bit better, even yeah. Like so, so the things that they're doing with this Impossible Meat, uh, it, I think, are actually a little bit tastier, and I love the burger. But I think they're even a little bit closer to the mark with the other things, like the Impossible Sausage and stuff. Is the uh, the point for having these types of things just to be vegetarian in nature, or is it health? <laughs> part reasons? of it. You know, part of it. Honestly, what, and we talked about this last time, The uh, most people who are really hardcore vegetarians or vegans aren't drawn to it. It's for people kind of looking for that bridge to eat a little bit healthier and, and okay. have non-meat choices. That's where it's really hitting. Steve, I, I saw one of your favorite restaurants, B Street. Uh, uh, yeah, V. Or yeah. Veg. Veg and, and B Street. Yeah. Are, they, are they linked? Or are they yes, just, they are. Okay, Same yeah, owners. And they're opening up one in uh, Suburban Square. Awesome. Marissa, do you know which one it is? One of them, there's a whole new um, construction area. Yeah, that looks really, and, it's uh, going to be nice. And one of those is going to be, I apologize, I don't know if it's V Street or, or uh, Veg City Grill. Uh, probably V Street. Veg is the like fancy restaurant. Okay, chain. and V Street's more the, um, the more well more common, more yeah. accessible food. It's street food. It's, it's all uh, good. Mexican street food. Uh, present in my opinion, the Impossible Burger is way better than the Beyond Burger, but the Beyond Sausage is amazing. Okay, and all you right. can like take it out of the casing too and crumble it up too, okay. so you can have some fun with it. The spicy uh, one, go for it. Give me any food that's good for crumbling. You can have some fun with it. Have some fun with it. It's like Play-Doh. Fun in the kitchen. Don't play with your food, goddammit. By 2023, the U.S. meat substitute retail market could reach $2.5 billion compared to the $1.4 billion last year, according to the research firm Euromonitor International. Globally, the market could grow from uh, about $18.7 billion uh, in 2018 to $23 billion in 2023. Uh, So Burger King, White Castle, Qdoba, Carl's Jr., Bear Burgers and others sell items featuring plant-based proteins in U.S. markets. And McDonald's is selling a meatless burger in Europe. Tim Hortons recently announced that it is testing out three breakfast sandwiches with plant-based sausages made by Beyond Meat. And meatless donuts. Which is Impossible's uh, competitor. Uh, So they're, uh, they're, you know, rolling this stuff out more and more. I I was, uh, we were hanging out with some friends a, a couple of months ago. And I told, I saw an Impossible Burger on the menu where we were. And the guy I was with, I'm like, oh yeah, those are good. Try, you know, try. So he he ordered one. He didn't know it was meatless. He he had no really, idea. yeah. He just thought it was another, you know. So what was his reaction? Like trying out a different, you know, like uh, yeah. like the blue cheeseburger. This is the Impossible Burger. This is the blah blah blah. So I'm, I uh, thought it was good. Yeah. You should have said, you know, what you just ate. Uh-huh. That's cat meat. That's- <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Yeah. It's impossible. It's next to impossible. It's impossible to, to wrangle it. those suckers. And, uh, yeah, and it's illegal, so they only sell them in a limited fashion. It's impossible to yeah. sell it legally. <laughs> I heard there was actually a, um, because you have just these two companies that are making it, and it's, they all kind of come from the same points of origin, that there has been a bit of a shortage because of the uptick in popularity. Which is kind of wild, you, yeah. you know. You think of the being, you know, with all the plants out there. Are they good without um, condiments and stuff? They're pretty. They're they're you're, they're they're within um, acceptable burger parameters. <laughs> okay, but I think you really benefit by putting the various um, condiments on it, by masking yeah. the taste. Yeah, things, <laughs> put, top it with things with flavor, right? And then it makes it. Taste no, it's, it's like yeah. a different. Like a lot of people say, here's our veggie burger, and it's like it's a ground up beans and stuff like that. And it's it's just really an alternative to it. This actually really approximates a burger taste. If you were to walk into a place that was selling a Kobe burger, you would notice a difference. Gotcha. But uh, uh, but on a basic level. Uh, yeah, I really, I really dig them. I, 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 if that's on the menu, I will opt for that. Do you guys like bison burgers? I was just going to mention yeah. that because yeah. I had my first bison burger on Thursday. They're last so week. lean. Yeah, and, and they're me, almost too lean. They, yeah, that's how I it's it's a little dry. Yeah, that's yeah. usually I, I usually put uh, lard on it. Yeah, <laughs> it actually had peanut butter on it, which was uh, interesting as okay. well. Oh, uh, yeah, it was. A, I know. <laughs> Come on, uh, knock it off, you <laughs> bastards. Yeah. <laughs> It was a peanut butter. F you peanut bison. butter lobby. <laughs> I think I like the concept of bison burgers than the, more than the actual taste. I listen. The, if I'm going to eat something like that that's dry like that, just need lots of ketchup or must. You know, it's got to have lots of condiments to to bring out a little bit of moisture and flavor. Yeah. So. Bring out the bison. By the way, so Little Caesars is going to be doing that, and then also I saw this IKEA is working on creating vegan uh, meatballs. Now, the, the Swedish meatballs at Ikea, legendary. Mm-hmm. So you think they're going to go like impossible Swedish meatballs? I know. Those are What's so, the Swedish word for impossible? Those are so good. Don't bother with the vegetarian. Uh, Just say they're vegetarian. Swedish word for uh, impossible. impossible. Yeah. Uh, not real. <laughs> no, yeah. Let's go with that. Uh, no, but um, you know you can buy those meatballs uh, yeah. by the bag. Yeah, there. but then you have to make them. Yeah, but they you can microwave them. Oh, yeah. now you're talking my cooking. Yeah, level. We, we have my my daughter loves them, and and when we went, so we went to Sweden two years ago. So we, you know, ha- had a lot of food out there that we liked, and uh, we found that actually IKEA sells a lot of that stuff—the cheeses that. and things like that that you can get out there. Uh, so Do you have to put the meatballs together. Uh, you don't. No. Okay. No, they're just uh, they're in a bag. They're frozen. Okay. Because their furniture is all assembled. Microwave for like two minutes. You're good to go. Yeah. There's a bunch of instructions that you can't <laughs> read. So there's no words. It's just all. I don't know to put these goddamn meatballs together. It's all pictures. Have an Allen wrench. All right. I have something else. Ooh. Something else. You want to have a, an Allen wrench for my meatballs? More for the connoisseurs. Thank right, you. That was the first part of that. Let me do that again. More for the connoisseur. <laughs> How about this? You ever heard of this? Cheese tea? No, and I hate it. Cheese you don't even know tea. what it is yet. Exactly. That's, like That's peanut the butter way. on a burger. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really savor being close-minded. Uh, <laughs> registered dietitian Aaron Polanski-Wade says it's simply tea topped with cheese. Oh, God. I will not listen to anyone who's a relative of Roman Polanski. The, no, I don't know if they're oh. a relative. Uh, that's the person's middle name. Oh, oh and it's Polanski. Okay, <laughs> now I'm all ears. So the, yeah. <laughs> He's back in. <laughs> the trend first began in Taiwan and China, and the cheese can be put on both hot or iced tea. Oh, that's horrible. Uh, Polinsky Wade says it's usually made of cream cheese blended with condensed milk to create a frothy topping that tastes either sweet or salty, depending on how it's prepared. This is like goat pops. Goat pops? Yeah, you stick a piece of wood up a goat's ass and freeze it. Wow. Okay. 
Uh, menus typically pair the stuff with green, Earl Grey, black, or matcha teas. Matcha. Yes. What is it? Matcha tea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, recently, the topping... That's a too matcha tea. ...has uh, started uh, making its way to the U.S., I haven't seen that anywhere on a menu, but I don't you know. know what I like? I like really, and I it's I have to uh, meter myself on it. Now you'll probably appreciate this, Preston. I love Southern sweet tea. Oh yeah, it's yeah. now obviously because it is extra sugar, it's high calorically, but that little bit of mint in that—that's oh, yummy. That is what now you nurse it. You know, I, you, I don't drink it anymore, but I grew up. We always had tea in the fridge, a giant like two gallon container. This thing was huge, and my mom would make it. Oh, actually, I, I eventually learned to make it so, you, you know, you boil the, 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 the tea bags in the water, and then we would just dump cups and <laughs> cups and cups of sugar. The key, though, <laughs> is you have to put the sugar in while it's hot. Yes. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Because then it, it liquefies. It turns into essentially a simple syrup in the um, in the hot tea, and then you add water to it, and then you get your sweet tea. There are two teas uh, that are Eastern in nature that have made uh, inroads the last few years. Matcha is one. It's from it's green tea. It's from usually from a powder. And um, Mr. And uh, Mr. T, whose birthday was earlier this week. <laughs> Uh, the third one that I was thinking was... Uh, uh, it's kind of food you should be drinking. It's kind of tea you should be drinking, fool. Mr. T ranks number one, then matcha, and then uh, kombucha. Have you guys ever had kombucha? I have not. I've heard of it. Have you had it? I've had it, yeah. None of them uh, are that appealing to me. I, um, I'd you know prefer just regular iced tea. Is it a tea, though, the kombucha? Because it's, it's fermented is what it's it is. It's a frozen goat with a stick up its ass. No, that's a goat pop. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't even know, Casey, I, if it's I, technically a tea or I not. I don't think it's a tea because it, it, it's it's fermented and... Um, Is it really? Yeah. So there's an alcoholic element to it. Believe it or not, there are trace amounts, but I'm talking like 0.0004. You know, okay. it's, it's, it's like... It's a tea fungus. It's a fermented, slightly al- alcoholic, lightly effervescent. Okay. It tastes love nothing this. like tea. I love the story of your dad drinking a hard iced tea <laughs> at like 7 o'clock uh. in the morning. While he was working on his Sunday sermon. <laughs> you just thought it was regular iced tea. Yep. I mean, the can is blue and yellow. It was a bottle, right? Oh, it was a bottle? I'm fairly certain it was a bottle, yeah. All right. And uh, sure, just having some tea. So Man, my, this tea is great. My wife went, uh, she was on the West Coast and, and was in uh, Sonoma and, and had some wine. She figured, I got some wine for you that was sent back to the house. Preston, <laughs> you would think this was cherry soda. Oh, really? I mean, because yeah. that's the I don't drink, and it yeah. has. I cannot be able to detect if I detect alcohol in it. I do not like it, mm-hmm. and you would laugh at this wine. Uh, all right, so this is interesting. Um, yeah, more interesting stuff from the connoisseur. Yeah, it's not a restaurant or anything like that. All but, right, uh, Stranger Things season three is coming out this summer. And Coca-Cola, in conjunction with this, is re-releasing new Coke because of the show, because it's featured in the show. So um, there was an actual an episode of the Goldbergs where he stockpiled uh, Coke when the new Coke was coming out, and uh, he had a whole cupboard full of it. Do you remember when it came out, and do you remember your reaction to it? Yeah, I, my reaction wasn't as over-the-top as... They made it seem to be like, this is horrible, you know, or something like that. I It didn't. I was like, okay, it's a little different, but it didn't freak me out. So I've heard this story the like, last couple of days, everybody talking about it. Can you, I have no idea what so, it is. So they decided after a while, and many people are, you know, long conjecture. There's this part of Coke's plan to redirect attention at the original formula and, and, and build up, you know, interest in it again. When the new Coke came out for me, and I, a lot of people echoed this, it tasted like Pepsi. Okay. New Coke tasted like Pepsi. It was—I uh, thought it was sweeter. 
And um, so it was a different. It was definitely a different taste. It, it than was the a regular, different. It was a different yeah. formula, different recipe, huh. and yeah. But, it, but like it Steve was saying, some people thought that it was a marketing campaign. We'll redu- We'll release this. There will be an uproar about it. People won't like it. And then we'll come back in with the old Coke, and everybody will be okay. excited and reinvigorate the product. Well, I don't know if that was ever verified, but that's a no, theory. That no. How yeah. long ago was this? This the, is in the mid-1980s, 1985. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there was, uh, all right, so Billy Joel was like, Rock and Roller Cola Wars. Like, that whole thing, Coca-Cola was doing stuff, uh, and then Pepsi was, like, releasing new cans, like, every like, couple of weeks. <laughs> no, no. And, I, I mean, I, you know, as a kid, I bought that stuff Hook, line, and sinker. I was like, "Oh my god, I, I gotta, I have to collect all these Pepsi cans. I gotta collect all these new Coke cans." You like, have to remember, like, yeah. and think about the how how focused marketing was at that point in time. You you know, you it wasn't like you had a commercial that ran before your YouTube video. You know, it was mm-hmm. it was uh, you would see it on TV, and they had you know the, the famous Cindy Crawford ads and all that stuff. The Pepsi Challenge, the Pepsi Challenge, and yeah. all that stuff. So, uh, and that was, and Pepsi had Pepsi One, correct? That was, I have lost track of yeah. all that stuff. I mean, you remember in uh, in like Back to the Future, he goes, "Give me a Pepsi free." Hey, That's if right. you want a Pepsi, you got to pay for it, pal. Yeah, yeah. So Pepsi free was their diet, right? Version. So they had all these versions, but it was it. a different. I think Pepsi free was uh, Pepsi without al- um, alcohol. alcohol. <laughs> uh, Finally, give me a. Pe- I'm oh, driving. is that what that was? Caffeine-free Pepsi? I believe oh, so, because yeah. there was Diet Pepsi that existed, and then there was sugar-free Pepsi-free. Right. right. Um, and then their worst marketing decision, Nick, was was Pepsi-free, full of complete, an empty can. <laughs> right, yes. It was uh, yeah. caffeine-free Coke and all that stuff. Pepsi-Cona yeah. was their worst uh, decision. Pepsi-Cona. You remember that? Yeah, it was like coffee. The coffee. Yeah. But it was also, there was a coolness uh, associated in the mid-80s with um, with Pepsi and Steve. Um, Michael Jackson had a lot to do with that. And, Absolutely, and, mother effort. <laughs> and yeah. so did... Um, I kept pushing for Pepsi Enema. Oh, God. <laughs> and, Your uh, damn hair caught on fire for that that cause. That was the... Uh, was that a marketing ploy? Right. <laughs> Set a Jackson on fire. <laughs> but Michael J. Fox was cool, and he, he, was, he was on the ad campaign for Pepsi. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do, Michael. I know this is going to seem absurd. <laughs> I'm all ears. Well, the one that didn't fall off. <laughs> do tell. We're going to burn the top of your head. We will pat it out quickly. Yes, yes. Uh, and then we'll take you away yeah. and we'll capture it all on film. Would you? Yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> all right. What's, what's in it for me? <laughs> I'm Girl, uh, Boy Scout Troop 11. Oh, all right. All right, so anyhow, uh, the apparently fans of Stranger Things get a bottle of new Coke as a gift with purchase of Stranger Things branded classic Coke and Coke Zero bottles. I So I, I don't know how if there's going to be another way to purchase it or not. By the way, Felicia on the phone line, we don't have time to go to her, but says new Coke only lasted 77 days, and then they brought the old one back. So it, t- it was a quick. I mean, it was still available, but they, it was. Brought, they, they, they had both of them available. That quick turnaround is what's fueled that perception that it was um, more marketing than anything else. Right, exactly. Uh, I know we're going live on Fox Good Day. Should we break now or do I have time for another one? What do you think? Hey, <laughs> well, I see what's next. Yeah, we should probably break. Oh, it has to do with <laughs> ranch dressing. <so. laughs> oh. Actually, no. Let me do this no. one more thing because Kathy, no. Kathy, no. Kathy gave this to me a little while back and I want to mention it. Philadelphia is one of 10 U.S. cities to get a new product from Dunkin'. It's not donuts oh, yeah. <laughs> or coffee. They have introduced a new limited edition nail polish collection. And this. Philadelphia <laughs> is one of the few cities that it's going to be marketed in. And it should be now. While supplies last, it says it's going on through June. And the locations where you can get the Dunkin'-inspired uh, 
Nail Polish are at uh, the Nail Bar on 18th Street, the Polish Nail Lounge on Fairmount Avenue, uh, Designer Nails on Lincoln Highway and Langhorn, and Ooh. Best of Nails on Main Street in Norristown. I'm what, going the, to Langhorn today. The Langhorn location. Today, I'm going today. Oh, are you? So yes. how does it taste? No, you don't eat it. You don't eat it. Does you it paint smell? your nails. It's pink and orange. It's oh. Like, and like the, you know, the, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, fluorescent colors are, you know, in style this season. So oh, yeah? that's probably, my guess is it's that... probably why, why they're doing it. Okay. It's their, you know, typical orange and pink. Doesn't that blow your mind that the fluorescent stuff is back? And, uh, uh, and, and fanny packs. Yeah. Live stuff. Yeah, they're back in. Dude, that's <laughs> that's early 1990. I know. It's neon. All the, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, uh, the collection's available only in 10 cities. Atlanta, Baltimore, Boston, Chicago, Los Angeles, Miami, New York, Tampa, and D.C. and Philadelphia. And uh, Duncan guests get a $3 gift card toward the purchase while supplies last. Wow. Ooh. Kathy Coupon. I may stop by there and pick it up. All right, uh, that's all I have from the file of the connoisseur. Thanks for hanging in my kitchen. I appreciate it. Oh, the connoisseur. Thank you, connoisseur. No problem. So uh, we do have to take a break. And uh, Case, do I have, yeah, I got some movie screening passes. Godzilla. Oh, yes. Uh, It is on Tuesday, 5 p.m. at the UA Riverview IMAX that we'll have this screening. Keep in mind, 5 o'clock, so it's a little on the early side. But if you'd like to go to it, you got to be there by 4.30. Five callers, 215-263-WMMR. We'll put you on our list. we got the B-File and Fox Good Day coming up next. Stay with us. Hey, gang, we need your blood. It's time to roll up your sleeve for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, Saturday, June 15th. Last year was the second largest blood drive in the nation, and with your help, it'll be number one this year. So we're headed to the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks for this year's drive with kids' activities from Aim High Studio and Painter Treasure Ceramics, plus Rita's Water Ice and Alex's Lemonade Stand. The Red Cross is always in need, especially leading into the summer months, so make an appointment now at WMMR.com. All donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt and this year's pint glass from Window Nation. Hundreds of donors will be randomly selected for free tickets to one of these concerts at the BB&T Pavilion, the Smashing Pumpkins and Noel Gallagher on August 8th. Or Alice Cooper and Hailstorm on August 16th. Tickets for these shows are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Our 14th annual Isley for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. From the American Red Cross Penn Jersey Blood Services region. And 93.3 WMMR putting Philly first. Hey Preston and Steve, uh, I don't know if you've heard about this of our producers got in your ear and told us. Down at 16th and Walnut, they have, on the fifth floor, there's a room you can just go in there, you pay a fee, and you can sit in there for 50 minutes and do nothing. They call it a less stress space. Yeah. How about that? I think it's moronic. Yeah, I would, I would agree. Uh, uh, I, I have a very a similar space here. It's called the stall in our bathroom. Hey, <laughs> you know what's right around the corner? Uh, Rittenhouse right. Square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of nice. And you can kind of sit on a bench by yeah, yourself. Yeah, but there's a lot happening there. So what? Is like sensory deprivation or something? That sounds like a meditation room. Is that, is that what it's like? That. Is it like a sensory deprivation situation where it's, it's soundproof? It's... You, you ever... Well, none of you probably do this, but sometimes I go see a therapist. No, Ben, yes. It's a room like that. There's a couch, there's a couple of chairs, there's a coffee and table. And does it cost $270 an hour? I'll tell you what it costs. <laughs> what does it cost? It's $190. Are oh. you serious? But you get three sessions. An you hour? get three sessions. 190 bucks an hour? No, 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 no. For three it's $190 oh, for three... per month, and you get three sessions. Oh, no. That's 60 bucks. That's a decent rent. 
All right, I'll tell you what. You come here to where we are. I'll charge you twenty five for the stall I use. <laughs> but wouldn't there be a smell? No, no, no. It's no, but men, men's rooms never smell. No, no. no. It, it, it's I, the I, smell of a great deal. Listen, it's, it's a great deal. They're making fun of it. I don't hate it as much as they do. I think it's a good right. idea. I think some people need it to get through everyday life, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. The, the price might be a little high, but do you really want to hang with someone who need? I, I need a special room to hide in. Oh. It wow. seems weird, doesn't it? Well, it's for women only, by the way, which I don't know if that's Well, maybe right. that makes sense why I get it and you guys I don't. I guess so. <laughs> it does then. Maybe Listen, that's it. we will pay that amount to put Kathy in a room for <laughs> Not even consider that. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's a benefit. No, it, to me, it just seems there... Uh, you don't have access. There's no... Hey. Listen, I do this in my car almost every day. Well, you, you sit in your sit car there? for an hour? I sit in my car for... No, I do it for about 20 minutes. <laughs> Mike, sometimes. <laughs> hey, hey, Mike, are they booking up? Is this is this really... Is this the, Freakishly, the... It's, a, it's a new idea. It's only been around a couple of weeks, but okay. she says her books are filled. Now, they're only doing it on Tuesday nights, Friday nights, and Sunday. And Sunday. It, okay. Except steam. All right, so that's dumb. For, for me, I think if it actually was to have any legs, you would, during the course of a stressful day, yeah, well, if right. you could head on over Sunday, at, at home, if you can't find a room in your house to go, right. you know what I'm saying? So, okay, so maybe you're, 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 you're a, a corporate lawyer or something and you need a yeah. room to just decompress. Even that I could see during the day, but it's only at night? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so far. Because they're sharing it with an office. A hotel so room will be cheaper. So wait a second. You're in an office. Are you going to hear guys vacuum, vacuuming and stuff while you're in that room? <laughs> well, I guess that's true. That's when they clean up I, in the evenings. This is this, this has scam written all over it. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I think vacuum sounds are soothing. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, that sucks. Oh. hey That's a suck yeah, joke. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> Maybe... Uh, Maybe Alex yeah. has ASMR, uh, like I do, where you oh, like certain you sounds. Oh, you like listening to that? Oh, I were love that eaten? stuff. Had it since oh, I was okay. a kid, yeah, absolutely. Not eating. Really? So you were ahead of the whole trend that everybody's doing. Oh, yeah. Yep, yeah. absolutely. By yeah. the way, I love your blues jersey that you're wearing. Thank you. I'm originally from St. Louis, so I'm happy that oh. the blues are in this Stanley are Cup. Are you playing so. Gloria? Uh, you know what? We're going to talk to those guys in a few minutes, actually, okay. uh, from that bar. Yeah, it so. worked. They're in the yeah. Stanley Cup finals. Yep. Uh, we'll see you guys. All right. Bye-bye, right. guys. Bye. We'll see you later. Bye. Yes. Uh, it's kind of dumb, isn't it, that room? Uh, I think it's stupid. But I, I, I'm, I, Maybe I'm thinking of it as something different, but I'm thinking of, like, similar to meditation. Maybe. I listen. Go in your car. It, it's booking up, so, you know, so well, it's not that many are using it. Not that many, though. It's, it's a couple of nights a week, though. It's not like it's, you know. Yeah, like, they're telling you when... To do it as opposed to whatever right. you need it. But still, there's a there's a market for it, I guess. There's something to Kathy, you know, and all they got to do is get a few people to pay, and it's worth it, I guess. So I'm no. not really sure. Well, there's a lot of empty rooms around here dumb. right now. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, what uh, he was referring to, by the way, about the, the Blues jersey and Gloria, there's a bar locally that uh, is kind of being attributed to the Blues success. Uh, and we're going to talk to those guys uh, in a little while. And it's a bizarre Philly connection. If only we could get a bar in St. Louis that could cause Flyers success. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Yes. <laughs> Work on that. Um, which, glory, which Gloria, by the way? Gloria. Yeah. Laura Brannigan. Okay. Yeah. It is that one. It's that Gloria. That you've been living under. Uh, I actually love this song. Me too. That's, that's a love. Is this what you listen to while you're crying in your car? <laughs> All right. 
What I was going to say is let's do the Bizarre Five. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre Five. Stories, yeah, I got them. They're brought to you by Coors Light. You can join us, the Preston and Steve Show, live from Keenan's, uh, day after tomorrow, May 24th. Presented by Coors Light, the Jersey Shore's most refreshing beer. Well, an eight-legged creature is being blamed for the loss of a woman's van in the Etowah River on Sunday. An eight-legged creature? The woman told a state trooper she was trying to back her Kia uh, down the Neal's Landing boat launch to put her kayak in the river when a spider jumped in her lap. (laughs) Oh, boy. So she jumped out of the van. Wow. It was moving at the time. The van rolled into the river, the Georgia State Park uh, State Patrol said. Uh, the agency sent a trooper to the boat launch, and by the time the trooper arrived, the van was gone. Jeez. It had slipped completely out of sight. She stated that it floated downstream a ways, and within seconds, it was totally submerged. A passerby in a boat attempted to locate the van, but couldn't even find it. Oh, my God. Uh, it must be a pretty deep river. Uh, the woman's insurance company will foot the bill for a dive team to locate the van and tow it out of the river. Uh, some places in Florida, Casey, this is exactly what you want next time you go to Florida. All right. Uh, some places in Florida where you can reasonably expect to encounter an alligator would be like a storm sewer, the end of an airport runway, your local golf course. But this might be a first. While in town for a wedding, Georgia resident Dave Jacobs and his family spotted an alligator Casually chilling out on an alligator-shaped pool float in the yes. pool at their Airbnb stay. No alligator on an inflatable alligator pool float. There's a picture of it. He knew. That's awesome. He knew. Hilarious. He, knew. Um, he said, my daughter, who was 14, was like, Dad, this is so meta. Uh, Jacob says that his family first spotted the gator in the lake outside their vacation rental on Sunday. The alligator seemed to be taunting their dog, Rascal, who spent the day barking and running around the screen in pool deck. He said, we thought it was pretty cute. And then the next day, it just showed up in the pool. Jacob's wife called the Airbnb owner who contacted someone from Wildlife Management. And eventually, the gator wrangler was able to fish the reptile out of the pool. He told Jacobs that he's been busy lately because it's mating season for alligators. And Jacob says, I guess it's not that unusual, but it was unusual to me. He and his family began the long drive home, where at least they'll be able to share some pretty interesting stories about their priceless Florida man experience. But it's hilarious because it's an alligator on an alligator pool float. That is crazy. Yep. A little more than a year ago, Carly Harpst was the smiling winner of a million-dollar prize in the Florida lottery. She had even won a $100 prize a week earlier. The money was coming at a great time, too, because Harbst was reportedly pregnant. But last week, the 27-year-old woman was among more than 20 suspects apprehended by police in a major drug bust. Oh, man. She was reportedly charged with solicitation to deliver heroin and unlawful use of a two-way communication device and made her first court appearance on Friday in connection with the case. Her lottery winnings have marked an opportunity for Harbst to turn her life around after a criminal history that included previous arrests for drug possession, theft, contempt of court, and driving with a suspended license. But instead... She allegedly got involved with the operators of an extensive drug operation that peddled in heroin, fentanyl, and cocaine, according to Florida law enforcement. She was reinvesting, Preston. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Authorities hope that the uh, bust, which was dubbed Operation Smooth Criminal, uh, will help reduce (laughs) uh, reduce drug traffic 
uh, in the area that some saw 300 drug-related deaths between 2017-2018. Uh, back, back when Harps had won the lottery, she appeared on local TV and said that uh, she bought the ticket because of its number. It was number 24, and she just liked that number, and she won a million dollars, but it did not turn... I'm probably going to use it to traffic in heroin. Did not turn her life around at all. Uh, Casey, this story is exclusively for you. This is right out of one of your favorite movies and favorite moments in a movie. Oh, really? Phoenix firefighters got quite the surprise Thursday (laughs) when they responded to a fire at a house full of snakes and other reptiles and animals. Mm Mm-hmm. Captain Greg Hawk of the Phoenix Fire Department said that he and other firefighters were bit with a big element of shock when they realized the home was filled with hundreds of these creatures. He he said it was honestly like a movie. We were looking at each other going, this is crazy. There were literally firefighters fighting fire, squirting water on the fire, and the guys next to them picking up snakes and putting them in buckets and trying to get them outside. Right out of Pee-wee's Big Adventure. That's exactly it. Uh, The... The firefighters had to change the way they fought the fire since so many reptiles were in the home. Uh, instead of fighting the fire defensively from the outside, they took the riskier approach by battling the flames offensively from inside to save as many reptiles as they could. He said, we just knew that we had to do what we could to protect Aww. the animals and get the fire out. Uh, he says, it's the kind of call that will leave a memorable mark. He said, we see crazy stuff, and this was outside of the box crazy for us. So they saved him, but uh, it was very interesting. A man who went on a naked rampage in the street threatening to sexually assault a dog has been spared Uh. jail. Uh, Lewis Butterfield claimed that his uh, drink had been spiked with ecstasy when he was seen running around without any clothes on and behaving aggressively. Really? And when the neighbor's pet chased him across the road, the 26-year-old threatened to sexually assault the animal. Big dogs running. Big dogs out. But after the hear- hearing, he was uh, reduced his. Uh, after hearing that he had reducing his alcohol consumption, had a job, and is doing well on probation, the judge decided not to jail him. Wow. Wow. Uh, this is in uh, England, by the way. Tessa Hingston, prosecuting, told the Crown Court uh, officers were called to a report of an aggressive naked male causing problems. The defendant was duly found. He was behaving in a bizarre manner. His speech was slurred. He appeared to be foaming at the mouth. Wow. You have to have some powerful stuff as trying to, or it's enticing you to have sex with a dog. Uh, food, uh, footage showed him streaking across the road, followed by a neighbor's and their dog, followed by the neighbor and their dog. Uh, which he appeared to kick at, playing the recording. She said, that is Mr. Butterfield naked, apparently challenging other members of the public and local residents. He was alleged to have made offensive comments to the effect that he would sexually assault the dog. Mm. He was detained by officers, and after telling about the drugs he had been slipped, he was taken to the hospital. When he was discharged the following morning, he got into a taxi wearing a hospital gown and nothing else and asked to go to the grocery store. During the journey, he kept challenging the driver to fight (laughs) and asking him if he was Turkish, to which he replied... No, he was from Swindon. Swindon? Yeah. They have great kennels there. When he pulled over, the defendant got out and started punching the window of the cab, leading the driver pulling away without his fare. Following his arrest, uh, he said that his drink had been spiked with uh, ecstasy, and that's why he wigged out so much. All right. That is what I have for you in our bizarre file for now. All right, we will take a break. Don't forget our buddy Burt Kreischer joining us on this morning's show because he has a show coming up at the Met on July 27th. And there's a pre-sale today. We'll get you the details on that when we have Bird on in a little while. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. 
Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, uh, I've, I've got nothing but local stories to pass along to you now. Steve, I thought about uh, another another segment and uh, calling this one. You ready? Let's hear it. This is the City Beat. City hey! Beat. Yeah. But who are you? I don't is know. Is City you'd, Beat with Preston Elliott? You'd have to come up with a, with a character. How about I, the, the Master Beater? <laughs> oh, man. I'm the Master Beater with no? the City Beat. I don't know. That's not bad. Uh, and, and I couldn't even tell you. A good piece of music. I just came up with I want this some last second. So sort of gumshoe sort of stuff. Yeah. Private detective stuff on the city beat. Yeah, private dick. Yeah, a private dick. Not a public dick. No, private dick. Yeah, private dick. Uh, exclusive only club members only for this dick. Dick beat. Uh, dick beat. <laughs> there it is. Oh, come on, man. There it is. We can barely get away with that. The <laughs> <laughs> so city beat. Name's Dick. Uh, yeah, we could use the Harry Knuckles music case. I don't uh, know. Well, or do you want something different? I was thinking, well, I mean, Harry Knuckles. What about By the way, this like- is how we do things. We don't actually yeah. plan them ahead of time. It was a surprise. And, and yeah. the, the, this is how organically, that's how you end up with wonderful names like Dick Beat. Yeah. Wait, you want this one? I don't know. No, no, no. no, no that's no. not what we're looking for. Uh, Marissa, do a search on detective music and see what you come up with. I have no idea what that would be, but hang on a second. What? So my initial thought is like an NYPD blue kind of like BD. Not the theme song. I'm going to do some searching. You need a Raymond Chandler, Dashiell Hammett sort of uh, gumshoe, private dick, dick public. Dick beater. Dick Dick beat. beat. Yeah, dick (laughs) beat. Christ. Oh, my God. Listen, we don't know the jargon. We are going to go to a guest that uh, actually we're having The on. guest is still on after hearing it, all yeah, that? Yeah, I know. I know. It's hard to believe. But it has to do with the fact that the St. Louis Blues uh, made it into the Stanley Cup championships uh, for the first time in over 50 years. I'm originally from St. Louis. So, I, you know, when, when the Flyers aren't winning, I'm definitely cheering for the St. Louis Blues. I grew up a Blues fan. Completely still understandable. Am. Yeah. I'm wearing my Blues jersey this morning. Uh, and there is an interesting connection with Philadelphia and the St. Louis Blues, and I, and I'm happy to hear this because these are two my two favorite cities that have this connection together. And I think yeah, it's, I think it's wonderful. And there are some cities that are that way; they have kindred spirits. And it all happened when a few blue blues players that were in town ended up in this bar in South Philly. And uh, I'm going to have to get the rest of the story. It's a little bit. Complicated, but it's interesting. It has to do with a song that the team has now adopted, the city has now adopted. They were playing it last night in the arena, yeah, at the victory. So we're going to get uh, the owner of the bar on the line right now. Uh, this is uh, Mikey Montavalco. Oh, well, let's Tell just call him. We're calling him Scoo because that's his name right. apparently. So, Mikey, how you doing? How are you guys? Thanks for having me. No problem. Uh, Monte Calvo is how you say your last name, right? There you go. Perfect. Uh, all right, cool. So, I understand. What time did you guys wrap up uh, this morning? Oh, that's all kind of a blur. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, at maybe three, four, five. Oh my yeah. So I, I was getting still up there right now. You still, There's still, still people there. there. All right, so do me a favor. We have a bunch of questions for you. So give us the story, and I'm sure you've told it over and over again. But how how did this all come about? Yeah, I mean, guys, this is this is pretty surreal. Yeah, you know, um, we're we're a Mummers Brigade. It's called the Jacks NYB. 
uh, about the summer last year, uh, a friend of ours named Eddie Renzi, he just loves this song. It's a, it's a hype song for him. It's an old school, obviously, from 1982. Right. But it's just one of those like kind of feel-good type songs. So he's playing it, playing it nonstop through the summer. We're playing it for the parade. And by the way, for those who don't know, it's Gloria by Laura Branigan. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> okay, so, that's okay. <laughs> so so we're, we're, he's playing it, playing it, and we get up to the parade, and, and it, it's kind of our clubhouse song. And we put it on, everybody gets jacked up, and, and, and we just started, you know, going crazy with it. Well, fast forward, January 1st, the Jacks, New Year's Brigade, we end up winning first place. Awesome. I mean, we are going bananas. The club morale is through the <laughs> roof. I mean, every day, every night, people are at the clubhouse, and everybody's just going crazy. Mm-hmm. And then five, six days later, on January 6th, uh, the Eagles were playing the Chicago Bears with Nick Foles again in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, oh, you know, we, we started getting a party together. So... You know, we get a DJ. His name's Matt Chella. Um, a friend of ours, Larry Flowers, gives us word that the Blues are flying in. They had an off night on that that day that the Eagles were playing, and that the the a couple of the Blues players wanted to get some cheesesteaks and just watch the Eagles game. So we were like, "Yeah, come by. You know, let's just, you know, we'll put them over here. We'll order some steaks from Oregon Steaks. Hey, and, Mike, know, we'll have a good time. Mike, did did Larry know somebody on the team or something? Yeah. So okay. so Larry is kind of hooked up with the NHL. You know, he owns a jewelry store, and he he's really good friends with uh, Scotty Upshaw. Kind of started with Scotty. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, and then with Shen and Lupul, a couple older flyers. Yeah. Shen's obviously on the Blues now. Um, and uh, one of our Jacks, one of our members is, is Justin Postiglione. Him and Larry are best friends. Okay. So it was kind of, you know, I know it's a you know, long story. It's this right. one, that one, that one. But um, all in all, they came here on January 6th. The moment they walked in. We got about 40 members in the club. Yeah. We started going, let's go Flyers. <laughs> let's go. It, was, it was great. It was yeah. great. They, they started cracking up laughing, but it kind of broke the ice a little bit. You know, you got to put yourselves in their shoes. Yeah. They're walking into this local corner bar. They're texting Larry on their way there. Yo, are we going to the right place? <laughs> you know, <it's>, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, everything turned out about 10, 15 minutes later. It was like sitting next to one of my friends that I grew up with my whole life. I mean, really cool, down-to-earth dudes. Eagles start winning. You know, Nick Foles again. He's doing (laughs) it again. You know, DJ's playing the song. and, And all of a sudden, you know, the guys just start saying, Hey, Matt, Matt, play Gloria. Play, just keep playing Gloria. And the guys just fed off it, man. You know, I mean... The environment was electric, and it it, it, it transferred over to the blues. Because so, because that day, that right from that moment on, Mike, and, and by the way, they were in last place. Dead last. Yeah, so that's that's last place. kind of the, the, the backstory too. Yeah. You know, they were in last, January 3rd, the St. Louis Blues were the 31st ranked team in NHL. Yeah. On January 7th, that next day, that Monday, uh-huh. they played the Flyers. Yeah. The goalie, Jordan Biddington, that was his first ever start. He shuts out. They shut out the Flyers 3-0. Yep. They go on from that day, the next day, they go on to win 11 straight games. Yep. God almighty. A franchise record. Yeah. And then they got into first place 
in in their division, and now they're in the Stanley Cup. Yeah, and and, and Mike and, <laughs> and 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 they had made that song a part of their uh, ritual in in the locker room to get ready for games and feel that that it's a part of the success can you freaking right. believe that so and apparently it was it was like they were playing it last night right they were oh, playing it all, all playoffs right. yeah. every time they score yeah mike the last I, I, two months it's been non-stop i mean you got a radio station in st louis with about a week ago who played it for 24 hours yeah. straight they yeah. played it non-stop Holy no yeah. uh-huh. mikey i want to ask about a, a thing you got a photo you guys have on your instagram page it's of uh, uh layla anderson and she's wearing a play glorious shirt and um can you can you speak a little bit about what she's gone through and because she's been cool. at all these games as well oh yeah this 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 one this one touches you it, it gets you um so layla uh she's from st louis and it's kind of like the rallying cry there in st louis um, she had bone marrow, uh, treatments. She went through 20 months of chemo. Jeez. Um, and she ended up ringing is about, uh, two weeks ago. Uh, she ended up getting her last treatment and she goes and, you know, you'd like all chemo patients when their, their last treatment is done, they, they ring the bell. Yeah. Um, well, we see the video shared to us from the actual St. Louis blues themselves um, she rings the bell, and the first thing she does is screams, Play Gloria! I, I absolutely lost it. Aww. Like, lost it. You know, this little girl, man, she she really touched us. So we, we got her, her, her contact information. Um, obviously, our shirts, um, we trademarked the slogan, Play Gloria. <laughs> yep. uh, we have T-shirts, by the way. Email us at belljacksnyb at gmail.com if you want a shirt. Yeah, I want to get uh, one, man, for sure. I'm a blues absolutely, fan. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, but we sent her out, her and her family, shirts, and, and she ended up wearing it for us the other day, and, uh, you know, we posted it and everything. And we're, we're in contact with her actually last night after the game. Well, our co-captain, Nick Fashini, he had her on FaceTime. Um, and we had her in the club FaceTime, and we're screaming, let's go, Layla. Oh, that's it was, awesome. It was amazing. That's so man. cool. That's so cool. Hey, and, yeah. and Mike, they uh, did, were, did they go to you guys live at the bar last night in the arena? Well, this was, it was taped. It okay, was taped but there was video was that they, yeah. The, right, yeah, right. The, the, I was in contact with the promotion guy at, uh, <laughs> at the Blues. And he told us to put a little video, hype video together. So we got all of our kids and, you know, a bunch of guys, and we, and we sent one to them. And, and, yeah, they played it on the Jumbo Shrine at the game. Yeah. All right, so real quick, uh, I want to go back to, to that night on, on January 6th. How many players from the Blues were at your place? It was five. Five? five. five. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so, I guess. Sorry, I mean, the. The the captain of he's not the the captain but he is the I, I compare him to the Brian Dawkins of the Blues it's it's Alexander Steen okay, okay. Um, it, it was Steen number one you had uh, Edmondson uh, Schwartzy Bortuzzo and Favorite yeah but leaving um, leaving after January sixth we're getting pictures of a Steen's wearing our t shirts on flights in between games and <laughs> and he's the one and him and Bortuzzo are the one that are really carrying this. Like through and through, we didn't find out until about the first week of February that they were using the song as their victory song. Yeah, you know, and then we come to find out that Steen was really the one that that is you know, the, the motor behind this. Okay, wow, that's awesome. By the way, so uh, Jack's NYB, so the the, the bar um, is that a club only bar or is that open yeah, to the public? No, it's, 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 <laughs> 
kind of touches you. Now we got to be careful. A little bit. <laughs> you got some uh, uh, some rules you have to follow. Right. Yeah. Right. So so it's a New Year's Brigade. It's a private club, yeah. members only. Uh, however, we're just wrapped up in this, you know. So yeah. Yeah. so what we decided is about. Two months ago, we opened our doors to every Blues game to Blues fans. Oh. And, and, I mean, it's been a whirlwind. I mean, every it, this, our story locally kind of skyrocketed off the map about two weeks ago. We had the Associated Press follow us around for yeah. about five days. <laughs> uh, well, let me, let me yeah. ask you, so, so with opening up the doors to Blues fans, what, what kind of crowds are you averaging? <laughs> Friday, well, Friday, well, last night was probably the biggest. We had about 150 people. <laughs> you know, that's you'd get that for a Flyers game here. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. Well, next week the Cardinals are coming in. <laughs> yeah, so so oh. I wake up, I got a splitting headache. Didn't get home until 4 a.m. I look at the emails and the comments on social media. You got dozens of people coming in from St. Louis for the Cardinals game, and they're saying, we're skipping the game. We're coming to your place. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to make it down there, then. If there's, if, it's, if there's a game that's not, that doesn't, you know, it's not on a school night for me when I got to get up and do a freaking radio oh, show at 5 o'clock like in the morning. It's Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> well, for you, it is. It's so awesome. It's listen. It's so cool too. It you know to, to, for us to sort of uh, you know the, the the city sort of tacitly um, adopt and Pre- Preston has a legitimate connection. But it's it's cool to see this uh, you know them them do well and the story behind, especially with you guys, is sort of organic. But and Laura Branigan, what that is she still alive? Oh yeah, no. What, uh, is she, no? Oh, no. she, she passed away in 2004, but her record label, the owner of the record label, she's been in contact with us from, from two months ago. Wow. Kathy, she's incredible. She's on this journey. The Blues themselves, the players, we still text them. You know, everybody in this process, the fans of St. Louis, and now locally, over the last week locally, our neighborhood, our friends, our family, the reporters, everybody, it, it, I, we're just so thankful, man. Yeah, everybody it, is just embracing us, and, and we're just going with it. Every other day. It's every other day. Well, I'm here, so thankful that the game isn't <laughs> until Monday. I can break my liver. <laughs> you, you wouldn't make it. Yeah. yeah. Now, here's the deal, Mike. We can't let Boston win another freaking national championship <laughs> isn't it, isn't in anything. It epic? Isn't it epic? We're playing Boston. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you see that? You see that meme floating around? That, 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 and the, the, it's, it's a billboard up. I guess it's up in Boston. Not unless it's legit. It says it's been 104. We're going through a drought. It's been 140 days since our last championship. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, Shut up. Enough. Enough. All right. Well, uh, this is such a great story, man. We're really happy for you guys. And, and listen, it also, to me personally, as a St. Louis native, it makes Philly seem even that more inviting to people who have never been here before. Or and who, who hate Boston. Or, or, you hate Boston <laughs> yeah. or who have a bad perception of our city, you know? Right. Yeah. Take right. a look at that. I think that's really awesome. So, right. yep. nice job, Mikey. That's great, Thank dude. You. And Thank by the way, you. why do they call you Scoo? Oh, uh, it's just a, a childhood thing from our our corner where we hung at 16th and Jackson. Okay, and you guys are real tight, that neighborhood, I hear. It's, it's... Uh, yeah, you know, there's an article in, in Philly.com by Eddie Barkowitz. Yeah. Uh, the, the line he uses, we're going to frame it in our clubhouse. He basically says it's like watching Goodwill hunting, yeah. only 
there's 40 of them. Okay. Yeah, these are best, we're best friends, born and raised South Philly. Yeah. We all live within a mile of each other. And, and we're just enjoying this ride. Well, you're you're representing the city really wonderfully, and it, there's, yeah. it's a wonderful vibe. And, and kudos to you guys for pulling it off. Yep. Thank you. All Thank right, you thanks, guys. Mikey. We appreciate right. it, Mikey Montecalvo. Yeah. Jack's NYB Mummers Mummers Brigade, 16th, and Moya Mensing. It's funny because they've managed to stretch out the the hockey season. <laughs> For the overwhelming majority of people in Philly don't care anymore. Yeah. I think it's great. They, they're, they're loving this. And the, the pictures and the video of the of the bar uh, last night, they're, just going, they're going crazy. You would have thought that, you know, the Flyers won the Stanley Cup looking at this, but it's all in blue. And this is good for me, Preston, because prior to this, whenever I'd hear this song, I'd think of the movie Flashdance. Oh, yeah. yeah you remember that scene? Was it they're, in there? They're, they're ice skating. Oh. A, that girl is ice skating. So if I could replace that with... Hockey, that'd be very cool. Dude, mummers crack me up. <laughs> these these guys, for, for some reason, latched on to this song. And I mean, this is well yeah. before the blues. But this is their jam. This is what gets them fired up. These South Philly, hard blue-collar this. guys. <laughs> dancing around the bar to this every night. And then the, the, the St. Louis Blues adopted. It's just, you can't make a story like that up. Uh, dare I say, there's a movie in the works. If the Blues win, if they win the Stanley Cup, this could be a goofy, comedy, weird, funny, awesome movie. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's uh, it's uh, an invincible type story. Wow. So I was watching the game last night, and uh, and I've been rooting for the Blues since the beginning of the playoffs, since the Flyers didn't make it, and... and um, the, I, what I didn't know is that the Blues were in the Stanley Cup Finals three years in a row. They used to do, have two divisions. It was uh, the expansion teams versus the original six. Yeah. And uh, the last time they made it to the Stanley Cup Finals was 1970 against the Boston Bruins. They haven't been in since in 49 years. Um, and um, it, it's just it's a really interesting story to if you're a hockey fan to watch where this team has come from and, and to root for Craig Berube and yeah. root for uh, Braden Shen is I, I think. Um, the best the Flyers can do <laughs> okay. in, in this a, season. It's yeah. a Flyers presence. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, the, yeah. The Flyers are first and foremost in my heart, but if you're going to root for anybody, you might as well root for the Blues and, uh, you know, root against Boston. Yep. We always root on the Flyers uh, and the eventual teams they end up in that win the Stanley Cup. I was wondering that what the number of ex-Flyers who have gone on to do well after leaving this town is staggering. We, yeah. we are really owed money from other cities <laughs> for the incredible training program we conduct here. Uh, you want me to get some other things in the city, Beat? Yeah. Yes! Let's well, see. It's, it's just a... yeah. That's all right. All right, there's another one, uh, Casey. Let's try the other piece of music. We're trying to figure this out. Now, I, I don't think you'll like this, Steve. You'll love the music, but I don't know if it fits here or not. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, because yeah. that's uh, Rockford Fire. Yep, yep. All right. He's pounding the beat, and he's pounding himself. <laughs> My name's Dick. Dick. No, I can't. Uh, so, Jason Siegel has been spotted around Philadelphia. Oh. Yes, he has. He's working oh. on a project, right? That's, that's what they say. That's correct. Some yeah. people have seen him shopping at uh, the South Street Whole Foods or walking around Center City or having dinner at A Kitchen. Humming Gloria. But, uh, yeah, he's walking around humming the song Gloria. But uh, <laughs> Siegel is in town to work on... AMC anthology series dubbed Dispatches from Elsewhere. Hmm. Or Dispatches from Elsewhere, I guess. Yeah. Dispatches from Elsewhere. Uh, according to the Hollywood Reporter, the series will feature stars Sally Field. Ah. 
Uh, Oscar nominee Richard E. Grant. He was nominated for Can You Ever Forgive Me? Uh, and Eve Lindley, in addition to Siegel, who is also credited as its creator. So he's in town. We had him on the show years ago, and a mm-hmm. uh, great guy. We're big fans. Haven't seen him in a while, so if anyone knows where he is or hanging out, <laughs> send us the information. Yeah. We had him in studio prior to his Muppets movie, right? Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and it was uh, right after Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which was, I think, a revelation to all of us. We were yeah. already, fa- I, was fa- I was watching him on uh, How I Met Your Mother as well. Couldn't have been a nicer guy. Uh, the 10 episode series is scheduled to begin filming in Philly in July. Oh, so he's probably just doing the groundwork. Now. That's yeah. They're probably getting all the the, the scouting done, uh, and it will debut in twenty twenty. It's currently scheduled to take place through November, so he's gonna be in town for a while. Thing about that though is, when they come in town to work, they work. They work. Yeah. Yeah. They don't. They don't yeah. do press usually. So well, anyone uh, we, can, we can work on that. Yeah, and anyone who's ever been on this show has said it's been a lot of work and unenjoyable. Uh, what? Well, no, I'm just making that up. On oh, our show, yeah, yeah, there's oh. a level of work. No, involved. but they're 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 busy. They're, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they've got to get their their stuff done, and they also don't want to draw attention to where they no. are. Yeah, because they need the you know to be quiet and uh, not a lot of people I around. I don't think we've ever had anyone on that's been working. No, it's only it's, been it's only, been... only been... always sunny, uh, or, and that's it. Yeah. and what they always do, Preston, and this is what they do, and you understand it. They'll say, "Hey, listen, we'd love to, but when we we're on the promotional end for the show, we'll do that." Yeah. And I so can, that's how it usually works out. Talk to my, I'll talk to my friend uh, Sharon Pinkinson over at the Greater Philadelphia Film Office because they are, uh, they're giving updates on all the stuff. In fact, they've posted that uh, the production is seeking positions hmm. for the Philly shoot. Well, then so, there we go. So go to uh, film.org, which is the official website of the Greater Philadelphia Film Office, if you're interested in uh, maybe you know being a part of it. Uh, but Sharon would be able to tell us a bunch. There's actually a lot of really cool things that are going to be happening filming-wise in our area this year. Um, and a lot of big stars are going to be in town. And Sharon could give us the the, uh, the update on that. We just have to convince them to um, not be as uh, committed to their performances and take a day off now and then. Yeah. And come by the show here. So according to the Hollywood Reporter, Field will play a recently widowed woman while Grant will portray the head of a secretive organization. And Lindley, a transgender actress, will be featured as a young transgender woman who works in a museum. Uh, what Siegel's role will be in the series is unclear at this point. Mm. I love so, Sally Field. Uh, she's great. She's phenomenal. Legend! Yeah. She's Brothers in one and of sisters. My... Brothers and sisters, yes. of course. She yes. 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 <laughs> she's in one of my all-time favorite movies, Places in the Heart. All right, and then uh, one more thing from the City Beat. No, not that part of it. Start <laughs> no. from the beginning. There we go. Uh, we had mentioned this earlier this morning, but it's definitely worth bringing up. The restaurant uh, named Cadence, which is a BYOB on Girard Avenue, was named the best new restaurant by Food and Wine. This is a, but that's a that's a super well respected journal in the world of uh, of the, the the culinary happenings. Yeah, and so this is a big honor. I and- wonder how. Like, do you submit yourself and then they come and visit you? Like, how did they even find it? They, they said the person who went out, well, yeah, that's a good point. But she, the person who went out to do the final, uh, to put the final list together was traveling thousands of miles to different places. So, uh, yeah, but how does that initial basic list get formed? I don't know. This is on the heels of that other place, Zahav, that was uh, given, won the, uh, yeah. uh, the yeah. Beard Award. So suck it. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> um, 
Or who are you saying suck it to? To just generally okay. in people in who people. would besmirch our <laughs> restaurant scene. Especially Boston. Especially yes, Boston, yeah. if you're listening. I wonder um, how often this restaurant uh, award goes to BYO restaurants. Because yeah. it's, especially with a uh, publication like Food and Wine, you would think it would go to a place that served wine. But right. this one does not. It's a good point. Uh, so the critic, uh, Jordana Rothman, flew to 24 cities, racking up about 30,000 miles to create the top ten list. So it's one person, yes, who makes this decision. So it's a little bit different than the than the James Beard Award, which is a lot of people. There's there's a um, you know votes amongst a lot of critics for that. But this is one person, so keep that in mind. But still, it's a, it's a wonderful honor. I also wonder if they know when they're coming. Yeah, yeah. that I, it's usually, usually not the case. They usually try yeah. to be you know uh, incognito. My understanding, press, is that she, this, she will fly around and say, "What's the closest restaurant to this airport?" And that's how she decides which one she's going go to go. All the restaurants yes. are right <laughs> next to the airport. So the reason it won, uh, it was indicated as simple pleasures and serious food. For once, you don't have to choose between them. I like that. Uh, and she went on to say that it was, or no, I'm sorry, that's all that I have from that. <laughs> But like so, is she? How many times did she go? How many different dishes did she try? She ate know. there two hundred and twenty-seven <laughs> times. Right. I don't know. And tried everything on the menu. Usually, when a when a restaurant uh, reviewer, a critic, uh, they just go in and sit down and have one meal, and they and they base it on that. You know. Do you remember the lonely guy? Yes. So he's uh, Steve Martin's this guy who's you know he has to eat alone all the time. So he's whenever single. He, he goes out, he presents himself as a food critic. Yeah, he brings a little notepad <laughs> oh. and just presents that's or just funny. pretends right. as if he's a food critic. So oh, that's why that guy's sitting there by himself. Right. Yeah. yeah. I love the dynamic in the movie Chef with uh, Favreau yes. and uh, it's Oliver Platt, I believe, yep. that plays the the critic. Um, and yeah, it's if you've never seen it, it's a great movie. If yeah. you, but you're right, Preston. They usually go in and have a, a meal and try to pick what they consider a representative mm-hmm. selection. Yeah, and uh, so I I don't know if the if it's common for a follow up meal, but they I figure they they figure the first experience is the experience. In that movie, Chef, he goes and and uh, but uh, um, John Favreau gets wind that he's going to be there, and he plans this really elaborate, awesome meal. And but the the owner of the restaurant who is uh, Dustin Hoffman yeah. says no 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 just the regular menu this is what we're gonna do and go with, go with what got us here yeah, yeah exactly and it bores the living crap out of Oliver Platt and it it turns into this it's it's a really great movie uh, so anyhow Cadence is a collaboration among Chef John Nodler and his wife pastry chef Samantha Kincaid. And uh, Chef Michael Fry, who met while working at Fork, High Street Market, and a kitchen. So they've all been involved with all of those places. I love that it's also number one. Yeah. The number one across the entire country. It was named one of uh, Food & Wine's five best pastry... I'm sorry, Kincaid was named one of uh, Food & Wine's five best pastry chefs in America in 2014. When she was at Fork, so she was already on their radar. Yes. And so maybe that's kind of what led them. Helped inform it, yes. Uh, to uh, to go by there. Or uh, I'm sure that uh, this woman, probably the reviewer uh, or critic, I should say, hit a lot of places in Philly, I'm guessing. Um, but in the order, uh, you have uh, Cadence is number one in Austin, Texas, Suerte. Suerte. Uh, uh, Frenchette in New York. Uh, Conby in Los Angeles. Uh, Kumiko in Chicago. These are all one-word names. Manny's Chili Dogs. Ah, that's on there. No, Pat's Chili Pat's Dogs. Pat's Chili Dogs. Yes. Pat's Chili Dogs. Dogs. Definitely the best theme. Yes. Food number one in Food and Wine magazine. 
That was from uh, the band Cinderella yeah. when they were big uh, in the area. They did Hi, a- we're Warren. We were in town. We watched the good chili dogs. We always read through Food and Wine magazine to see who won. They did a commercial for Pat's Dogs. Pat's Dogs! Pat's Chili Dogs! Pat's That building is now a We Buy Gold! Oh, is it really? We Buy Gold! Gold for sale! No more chili dogs! Job not going well! <laughs> Next step, selling blood. Yeah. Uh, so number six on this list is Ada, uh, which is Ada Indian Canteen. Ooh, I love canteens. When you go in that, you need water. <laughs> uh, Fox and the Knife in Boston. Uh, Boston sucks. Hey, we beat Boston. Yeah. Love me hey. some good fox. There you go. Suck at Boston. How's the fox at this place? Uh, Indigo in Houston. Nightshade in Los Angeles. And uh, in New Orleans, a place called Piece of Meat. <laughs> there you go. You know, it's ter- I think one of the most difficult parts of, of a restaurant would be a name that that means something and pops to people. Yeah. yeah. You know, like Pat's Chili Dog. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's... Yeah, I mean, you know, the name will only get you so far, but it is an added bonus. Answer the phone, by the way. Thank you very much. Um, so, uh, I, I don't know. If you had a restaurant, what would you name it? I'd name it Answer the Phone. Yeah, thank yeah. you. <laughs> I'm you sorry. Lose... I'm tired of waving my arms. Yeah. It's been happening you the last business. few days, and I'm, I'm just going to say Answer the yeah, Phone answer from the now goddamn on. phone. Yeah, answer, in fact, I'll say it that way. Yeah. That yeah. should be the name of the restaurant. Answer the goddamn phone. Answer the goddamn phone. Answer the goddamn phone. Great food. <laughs> answer the goddamn phone. Open online. <laughs> so, uh, congratulations. That's cool. It is an incredible. I. It's such a source of pride. You know, you now you got New York. You got Boston with their fox eating place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially in in Kensington, by the way. I mean, it's you know, yes, it's, it's an up and coming part of the city, but it has its struggles, and it's you know that's not undocumented. This is not a restaurant in, in the highfalutin part of Society Hill or or Center City. This is uh, Kenzo. Yeah, it's, you're right. It's Kenzo. Uh, some other places that have been on the radar for um, food and wine. Let me see. They had a list of food and wine. Yeah, some of the other restaurants. But you know what? I lost this. The local places that are on the radar. Yeah, yeah. That have. I didn't realize they had a breakdown of those as well. Yeah, Rooster Soup Company, now known as the Rooster, made the top ten list in 2017. Is this, this is, my, a, is this your city? This beat? is better. I like this yes, city beat. I like this. Uh, Eli Culp, a partner in such restaurants as High Street on Market and New York's High Street on Hudson, was one of the best new chefs in 2014. Uh, the Vegan Temple Veg, we were just talking about that last year, was included in a food and wine list of the 40 most important restaurants of it's the last 40 years. It's an excellent restaurant. Our buddy Both. Nicholas Elmy, Laurel, and ITV and Royal uh, Bouchere uh, got a food and wine spread in 2014 as well. So a lot of places, mm. which is really cool. Good um, eating. Yeah, man, there's, listen, we're, we're lucky. Because if you want to get great food, you have no problem finding it in Philadelphia. That is absolutely for certain. Uh, hang on a second. Ben works in the restaurant industry. Wants to give us insight on how sure. I guess, they uh, uh, they get the uh, the the reviews and so on. Hey Ben, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, buddy? 
Hey, what's up? Well, hang on a second. Um, Your signal went a little funky. Should start start over. Uh, yeah. Well, there we go. Is that better? Yeah, yeah it's better. better. Yeah, go ahead. Ah, cool. So we were talking about like you know how many times restaurant reviewers come in, um, and a lot of times you know, like yeah, they'll sometimes come in just once, but some of the more like well-known you know local reviewers, people like for instance Craig Leban, a lot of times they'll come in one, two, maybe three times. Oh. Um, you know, and they'll and you won't know when they're coming in. It'll be a surprise. Um, you know, if you're a restaurant manager, sort of worth your weight. You know what these guys look like. Um, you know, but so when you're reading these reviews and you see all these dishes, they'll come multiple times, sometimes with friends, coworkers, family, you know, and they'll try everything, try a little bit of this, try a little bit of that. And and you see that later when you're reading the reviews, you're like, oh yeah, he did try that drink and oh yeah, he didn't like that or he tried so, this dish or whatever. So Ben, you as a manager can sometimes go, I think that guy's a reviewer or a critic. It's, it's not a matter of think. I know. Ah. I know what Jason Sheehan looks like. Well, he's not exactly a secretive, but, like, I know what Craig LeBan looks like. You know okay. what I mean? Like, I know to look out for these guys. Yeah. You know, and that's and that's my job. That's what I'm... I'm or like Michael Klein. And when they, when they come absolutely. in, when they come in, do you make sure that everything is absolutely perfect? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Okay. Especially in a new restaurant and you're looking for these guys, um, you know, we have a game plan, like... I might say tonight, you know, if so-and-so comes in and he sits in your section, I'm going to switch you with a different server because they're a little more, you know, they're a little stronger. They have a better menu knowledge, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're going to alert, alert the kitchen, you know, let the bartenders know. And we're going to treat them like a normal guest. We make no, you know, you don't you don't act like you know who they are. Right. But you're going to make everything as perfect as possible. Right. Okay. Yeah. No disguises or anything. Right, Coming pre- who they are. Appreciate it, Ben. Thanks, man. All right, guys. Have a good morning. All right, we'll see you later, bud. All right, so, yeah, those are a couple things that are going on in our city of Philadelphia. I got my ear to the ground, Steve. That's it, man. Yep, the city beat. The dick beat. All right. Uh, <laughs> we need to take a quick break. Come back in a moment. You know why? Because uh, we're going to get Burt Kreischer on in just a couple of minutes. Talk to him. He's going to be coming to Philadelphia at the Met on July 27th. There's a pre-sale of his tickets. It starts today at 10 a.m. And uh, when we get him on, we'll get the details to you. All right, we'll be right back. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Rival Sons. Godsmack. The Revivalists. You got some change inside your pocket, but it doesn't change. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. So coming up on the 2nd, it's a Sunday, uh, I'm going to be a part of this event that is just such a wonderful day. We've had such a great time over the past few years doing it. It is called the uh, Take Steps Walk for Crohn's and Colitis, and it's the 11th annual event. It's at Citizens Bank Park. And I'm telling you, it's so much fun. You get to go down onto the field. Yeah. Uh, throughout the concourse, there is entertainment, live music all over the place. Um, there, are, Steve, there are more superheroes there than any place I've ever <laughs> been to other than like a, a Wizard World yeah, or you Comic-Con said. or something like that. That's but awesome. All kinds of things for the kids. And it's all to help out for IBD research and benefits the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. My daughter... Uh, has Crohn's disease. That's why I'm so involved in it. My my wife even way more so than I am. Uh, but we have three people we're going to welcome. First of all, uh, we have the ma- the walk manager, and she is a, a uh, patient with ulcerative colitis. This is Emily Cohen, who Yay. is here this morning. 
Hello, Emily. Nice to see you. Hi. Excuse me? You can do better than that. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, thanks for having there us. There you go. Oh, that's where you want to hear. Loud. All right, and uh, we also have uh, Dr. Uh, Neil Nandi, who is here as well. That's right. Thank you for having me. Nice to see you, Dr. Neil. And I, I asked uh, if they were going to come in that we highlight this next young lady who is here as well because each year she sings the national anthem and sometimes another song as well. And every year I sit there and I go, oh, my God, this girl has an amazing voice. Uh, this is Isabella Gottfried who is here. Yay! Hello, Isabella. So nice to be here. Excellent. We're, we're glad mm-hmm. you can make it. So we're going to talk to all three of you, and we're going to get a song from you in a moment. Yeah. So Isabella yeah. is here to sing. I want you guys to hear this for Absolutely. yourself. Absolutely. We're looking forward to it. Uh, but uh, first of all, uh, Emily, how are things going with uh, sign-ups and so on? Everything's going great. Um, okay. I'm not sure if everyone knows, but we were the number one walk in the country last year. So it's really incredible. That's excellent. Uh, in sponsorship, in number of participants, and in how much we raise. So we're really yeah. excited to continue that and hopefully stay number one walk. And as of now, we are on that track. So we're looking forward to it. Goal of half a million dollars, right? Yep. Goal of half a million dollars. The first half a million dollar walk for Crohn's and Colitis. This is the biggest fundraising event I've ever been a part of. They, they raise a lot of money. I mean, it's astonishing. Also, the fact that you have where you're at. Then you talk about experiential things to be at Citizens Bank Park and to have access to that, which you don't normally get unless you're probably part of this. So that's a big sell. Yeah, absolutely. It's really an incredible event. It's more of a festival than a walk. We've really changed it over the last few years to make it a family-friendly IBD community day. Yeah, the walk part of it is actually a little part of it. To be honest, a lot of it is just the stuff that's going on surrounding it. And there's a lot of prizes that you can win. There's a lot of vendors that are there that you can get some samples from and eat food. And and how many live bands are there usually? Three? Yeah, this year we have three live bands. All spread out on the concourse. So as you're walking, you'll hear different... Different brands of music as you go by. Absolutely. The great just... Beatles uh, tribute band uh, that has been there in the past. I don't know if they'll be there this year or not. I can't remember if they're there this okay. year. I'm not, I can't remember their names, so I apologize. Have you heard about the new band Saint? They're I awesome. have. I actually commented on Facebook. We would love to have the new band Saint perform. <laughs> Are you serious? We would love to have you. Maybe if... next year. Okay, maybe right. next year. It's Preston's new band. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but listen, I want to talk to Dr. Neil uh, about uh, the latest on uh, uh, research and, and cures and so forth. And what are your, what are your uh, if you don't mind, giving your qualifications? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Right. I'm an associate professor of medicine at Drexel University, and I founded and directed our Crohn's and Colitis Center there at the university as well. I also run our, our stool transplant and microbiome program. Okay. Stool transplant? Yeah, we take healthy stool from healthy people, put it inside people who have serious infections of the intestine like C. difficile. Yeah. And it's better than antibiotics. Results in greater than 90% cure. Listen, wow. you know, what happens with stuff like this, it's just the, n- the nature of the beast is that we, you know, these are things that we, a lot of times people, ch- you know, snicker at and stuff like that. The truth of the matter yeah. is it's a profound issue for so many people. And it's, I mean, the various degrees of it can, can be from benign to extreme. It Here, seems like they're making a lot of inroads with this absolutely. stuff. Yeah. And and I tell you what, and I and some of the things that I didn't learn, you know, Emily, uh, that until being at the walk was, you know, they have featured speakers that come out, people who, who have been patients and, and have had success with treatment and so on. But some of the stories I've heard have literally considered suicide yeah. because the pain is so yeah. intense and constant. Imagine, you know, it feels like you've got rocks in your in your intestines and just severe pain all the time. It can drive people to absolutely a little no crazy, doubt, one hundred percent. You know, yeah. so for our audience, you know, out there, Crohn's and ulcerative colitis affects about one in a hundred people. That's not rare. That's actually a lot more common than we think. So three million Americans out of a population of three hundred million. 
and it's severe ulcerations of the intestines, results in pain, diarrhea, you don't absorb nutrition, and you kind of waste away. And yeah. so along with it comes the mental health issues of anxiety and depression. We all know that issue needs a lot more attention in this country. And obviously you guys want to get away from things like having to remove intestines and having colostomies and things like that and find treatments that are going to be much more uh, less invasive. You Absolutely. Know? And yeah. that's actually the point of the walk, right? The point of the walk uh, as part of being Crohn's and Colitis Foundation is to raise additional research money so we can not only raise awareness and education, but do the research so we can bring therapies earlier, more safer and effective than ever before. You know, 10 years ago, uh, we didn't have a lot of options. Uh, and in the last five to 10 years, it's just blossomed, right? <laughs> but we know we need more treatment options because not everything works for everyone. Well, people also, you know, it's the nature. We ugh, With the camp out for hunger and all the things that we do, People like to sense momentum. You have momentum on this, and Absolutely. and that's. But it only continues with the additional funds coming in. So that's what makes this event so important. Absolutely, and, and you know, just to add, we just talked about stool transplants, but the microbiome, the gut, being the epicenter of all human health now, it's. Yeah. Unbelievable how many illnesses have been linked to the intestine. And the research we do in Crohn's and colitis benefits not just those with Crohn's and colitis, but people who have rheumatologic or joint disease, skin disease, because a lot of the pathways that mediate these illnesses are common to other organ systems. So while it may not be readily apparent, uh, there are there are things to be discovered that might help benefiting people who have no or believe they have no connection to this. Absolutely. Exactly how about right. that? Wow. Uh, Emily, sign-ups. If people want to get on board, what do they need to do? They can either go to your website, which is the easiest way to do it, or they can go to cctakesteps.org slash Philadelphia. You can also just Google Philadelphia Take Steps. Um, everything should come up online. You just click donate or join join now, and it's very easy to do. And there is, there, believe it or not, there's a Team Preston, WMMR, hey. and you can sign up for my team if you like. We have a link. Nick has that on uh, PrestonandSteve.com. Uh, it's easy to do, and uh, we'll take a stroll around the uh, the concourse and then down onto the field to take pictures. The Fanatic's always there. A lot of guests uh, show up, which is really cool. And now on to Isabella, who sings Hi. the national anthem. How old are you, by the way, Isabella? I'm 13. 13 years old. Where do you go to school? I go to CPFA. It's a performing arts school. Oh. Yeah. And, yeah, and rightfully so. So they didn't have they didn't have any trouble with you coming out here no, today since no. you would be performing officially. Oh, on the radio. Yeah. Now, you, do, uh, you also do... Um, uh, do you do theater and stuff like that do, as well? I do, I do. I focus on both pop and writing and uh, theater and performance. So you write music as well. Yeah. All right, what's your, what instrument do you play? Uh, mostly piano. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I, want, I want these guys to hear you sing. So <laughs> what do you want to sing for us? Uh, I have a song called Ghost. Okay. And we have some music that's going to go along yeah, with Yeah, I'll it? just do a short clip of it. Okay. Uh, I'll play. I'll play the music, and, and you jump in whenever you like. Great. So this is uh, Isabella, and then we'll find it. Do you have any shows coming up or anything like that? Are you uh, performing? Yeah, actually, I just got uh, casted in a show called Fun Home. Okay, so I'll be performing as Small Allison. Nice, yeah. Small Allison. Yeah. I'll be playing Big Allison. Yeah. <laughs> it's you, her, yeah. her all grown up. Yes, I'm after uh, you. treatments and steroids. <laughs> yeah, I got you. All right, so I'll play the music. So uh, this is uh, Isabella Godfrey. Here we go. I something I can wash out the pain And at most, I'm sleeping all these demons away But your ghost, the ghost of you, it keeps me awake My friends had it figured out Yeah, they saw what's inside of you You tried hiding another you But your evil was coming through These eyes sitting on the wall They watch every move I make 
Bright light living in the shade Cold heart makes my spirit shake I had to go through hell To prove I'm not insane And to meet the devil Just to know his name And that's when my love was burning Yeah, it's still burning I keep going to the river to pray Cause I need Something that can wash out the pain And I know I'm sleeping all these demons away But your ghost, the ghost of you, it keeps me awake You gonna get more? Is that all we're getting out of here? Yeah, awesome. Come on, man, just a little more <laughs> Yeah, yeah go just ahead. a little more That's pretty amazing And I Oh, my God. All right. 13? Dude, I'm telling you. Very soulful voice. I'm I'm telling you. She's... Are you going to try out for, you know, American Idol or The Voice uh, or anything like that? Yeah, so I actually auditioned for America's Got Talent twice. Okay. And I never got in. No kidding. Yeah. Well, keep doing it because they're, they're crazy if they don't take you. Oh, thank you. And that's just a little bit. Um, if, if people want to check out your music, yes. what is the best way to do uh, that? YouTube, you can check me out uh, just at Isabel Gottfried. Okay. Uh, my Instagram is Isabel Gottfried. Okay. So that's... No, you're very talented, and you carry yourself like uh, like a 14 year old. Oh, so, no, 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 but, but no, it, it, it's very impressive. Thank I was you. like, ner- she was fine, and I was nervous. I was like, oh, did you see, did you see how wanna... confident? Yeah, yeah, yeah. she was she completely fine. This is oh, no big deal. You. Coming by the radio here and, and playing on the number one show and everything, just nah, no big deal. At Kathy all. pees a little every morning before the microphone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she gets still that nervous. Uh, which, by the way, so you're going to be doing the national anthem? Uh, no, no, think, no. Okay, what are We're you doing? Still talking about it. Yeah, we're still. She's yeah. negotiating. Yes, yeah. Wait, I'm yeah. sorry. What's that, Emily? We're gonna have her singing some uh, some other songs this year, but we have a new a new singer oh. who's gonna try out the national anthem this That's year. That's cool. But you will be performing, right? Yes. Okay. Awesome. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, you yeah. don't want to. We mean, hopefully, you have to. Of now. course, she will. We've already promoted it. If you know where you're, yeah, come on. We just promoted this. <laughs> All right. What's the latest on Bert? Is he? Uh, We're still uh, still waiting on him. Waiting on. Him. Mm. The Vegas response. I, I just I wasn't sure if he was done talking. Apparently, right. he had a rough night last night. So, uh, oh, you're kidding? No, well, he posted something on Instagram where he he's been throwing up and uh, burst an eye, uh, a blood vessel in his eye. He has a picture of his yeah, his eyes all bloody, Kathy. Uh, Oof, uh, yeah. So that was from puking last night. So, oh, well, maybe maybe we should not expect yeah. a call in. Yeah, it might not happen. Yeah. All right. Well, anyhow, the uh, the Take Steps event is coming up on June second. It's a Sunday, eleven thirty a.m. It's not crazy early. It doesn't eat up the entire day. Uh, and uh, knock on wood, we've had good weather uh, the past few years. Let's hope for that coming up. You know what? I, I want Isabella Preston to to be available for uh, s- song parodies and things like that. <laughs> yeah, could we ask you to do some recording for us sometime? Yeah, of okay. course. Are yeah. you uh, okay with saying very horrible words? No, 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 okay. Oh, no, we need <laughs> but her PG. mother is nodding like her. Yeah, of course. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure she can. No, no, she's so good. Yeah, amazing. All right, well, thank you guys. Yes, uh, one more thing, Emily. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to add one more thing. Um, this year is our second year that we're having a food truck festival following the right. the Take Steps Walk. So we have uh, over 10 trucks coming this year. It's going to be in Citizens Bank Way beginning at 1230. It's from 1230 to 4 o'clock, and everybody is welcome to that, even if you don't have a connection to Crohn's or colitis. Um, 10% of each truck is coming back to the foundation, and we nice. would love to have everybody in Philly there. 
And that's after the event? That is after the event, 12.30 um, to 4 o'clock. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Emily Cohen, Dr. Neil uh, Nandi, and Isabella Gottfried. All right, so why don't we do a wellness check on Bert? Yeah, I'm not checking on him now. We can take (laughs) a break and come back in a moment. I will give you the on-sale information, though, that you need to know because there's a special pre-sale uh, that takes place today at 10 a.m. It goes till 10 p.m. It's through his website, which is BertBertBert.com. <laughs> Bert, Bert, Bert. Uh, you have to use the promo code SHOTS. And uh, then the general on sale goes on uh, tomorrow at noon at uh, TheMetPhilly.com. So we'll take a break. We'll see if we can get Bert on. We have the Bizarre File stories on the way as well. And a reminder, too, uh, Coolest Teacher of the Year, Cherry Hill West. We chose you. So let us know who you think the coolest teacher was. Uh, text the word teacher, followed by the teacher's name to 39333. We'll be back in just a moment. President Steve Show podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. Ninety three three WMMR. Everything that rocks. So I'm looking at the uh, North uh, Wildwood uh, forecast for Friday. Uh, partly cloudy and seventy six degrees. Perfect. It's the best day of the week. Absolutely. Uh, so it cools off on Saturday. Sunny, but sixty six will be the high. I mean, it's always cooler down there. But that's perfect for ice fishing. And then <laughs> Sunday, partly cloudy, high seventy nine. So, oh man. By, by the way, you that's know, great. as long as you're in a certain range, it can, you know, it might be totally uh, fine and 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 not a cloud in the sky. You don't know, but th- that that's right in the operating parameters that yeah. I like to see. Thursday, uh, some morning showers expected down the shore. We're headed down there tomorrow. I'm uh, I'm I'm doing a sleepover at Casey's house. Yes, yeah, tomorrow night, which is pretty cool. Instead of staying at a hotel, Casey now lives in Wildwood Crest or has a house in Wildwood Crest. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go stay at his place. I love the hotel we stay at uh, that we usually stay at down there. I love because as I, throughout the night I get to hear the music coming from the pool. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're the the people that run that place They're are awesome. re- really sweet. Yeah. Uh, but but people are in the mood to party. They are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, they stay up late and, and have a great time. <laughs> it's crazy though because uh, you know having uh, you know I go down to Wildwood a, a lot now, and so when we used to start going down there, God, 14 years ago. I had no idea about that town. I used to go the longest way because I didn't know any better. So I basically did like an entire lap around the bottom state part part of the state and then, then came back up. I had really? no Yeah. Okay. Which yeah. way do you take now? Well, now, I mean, I know all these little back rows and I can, I can just zip right in. But I, I just take the main road because I because I, I, I just yeah. at the time that I'm going, it's it's actually pretty good and I can just fly down. But I would always go down like like forty seven, right? Yeah. Uh, and then you just take forty seven, and it just kind of like loops in, and then I would come up like Rio Grand Avenue, and then come all the way north, and without realizing that, like I could have popped off of forty seven to go to get to the Garden State Parkway. Um, I, you know, it just to me, I mean, I, I added an additional, I don't know, thirty forty minutes to my commute. Now I wait to get to the hotel before I pop off. <laughs> <laughs> So what are we going to do? Are we going to watch a movie, get some popcorn, and, you know. It's kind of a bro date. Go out to well, dinner. You want to smoke a cigar? Yeah. You a cigar? Yeah, I'm man. Smoke a cigar? Yeah. But I, I bought a hot tub. You did? Are yeah. you kidding? Oh, my God. My wife's so It was a used hot tub, right? She's no. mad at you? No, it's inflatable. Well, uh, I didn't discuss it with her. Hey, I talked uh, him into it. I'm yeah. like, look, he's he's testing it out. He's yeah. going to get an inflatable ones, which are very affordable. yeah. yeah. And it'll kind of test the waters of get it. And I was like, dude, get it, get it, get it, get it. Just go ahead Wait, and get uh, it. Uh, sorry. No, it's okay. All go right, ahead. back up. So inflatable, is it, does it still have a filter? You, like, all what, of what that is stuff. The... Yeah, it's yeah, got yeah. the pump and all that. Okay, yeah. so you have it's, to 
put chlorine in it and yep. all that. Yeah, yep. and it's it's fairly it's, it's sturdy. It's sturdy. I, I, it, I did. I didn't just buy it all willy nilly. Uh, I mean, I bought it willy nilly, but I did research. Uh, you know, leading uh, up to willynilly.com. Yeah. But it's inexpensive enough to where if you do want to put a permanent one in, this is a good test Tester. run. Yeah. and then you can use this. You can give it to a friend or take it back to your house and you know serve dip in it. Serve dinner in it. Dip. Whatever. Jace would love that. Oh, yeah. He's, so, like, obsessed with hot tubs. So it's a, it's an Intex. Uh, it was 400 bucks. Now, I also, I, you know, I uh, because it doesn't cost any extra money to do uh, installments, so I'm just, uh, and I bought yeah. it on Amazon. 80 bucks a month for five months. <laughs> like, no, you know, so, and it's no, like, additional uh, interest or anything like that. There you so, go. Yeah, because yeah. With, a, with, a, with a permanent one or, you know, a, a standalone, you you have to pour a concrete slab. There's all kinds of things you got to do. It's a nightmare to inflate the concrete. Yeah, it's not easy. Yeah, it is. I would say impossible. Steve. Yeah, yeah. You uh, blow on that straw all day. Looking at a picture of this cat, so you see that the green thing to the side is yeah, the pump. The unit. pump. Yeah, that's not so, bad. That you, 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 there's four um, a mildly uh, large people in that thing. Uh, I think you're good. All right, go to because mine's an Intex, right? Go to Amazon and look up the Intex. It's like an 85-inch. Steve, there's a picture. It's a quote-unquote six-person hot tub, and yeah. by six people, they mean four people. Of course. Yeah. Right? Always with hot tubs. It's two people less. In it than they mean two people and two dwarfs. Oh. But there's a picture that they have of, of six people in this hot tub. Okay. It is so photoshopped. It's ridiculous. Really? Was like, yeah. Three yeah. of them are in suits. <laughs> no, but they have like, you know, two couples kind of like sitting in the back and I think that they're all <laughs> photoshopped into the picture. Like they just kind of like, you know, all right, let's shrink them just a little bit. Let's stick them <laughs> here. Them, yeah. And we're going to put two kids them. in the front. Yeah. It's Listen, ridiculous. I think that's a great idea to just do it, do a test run on it. If you love it, it's something at a certain point in life. If it's something that you're going to use and enjoy, how many times you said I sh- in life I should have got this? I should have gotten this sooner. Yeah. So you got in trouble. Well, you got you got chastised a little bit for getting well, it without. Uh, like, what did, what is this? Did you buy something? And I was like, I did. I didn't. Oh, oh man, I don't know if. Uh, By the way, so so my credit, my wife now has it set up for any time yeah. at all that I use the credit card. Uh, she gets a uh, notification. She gets a notification, and all the times ah. like yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> Did you order, uh, you know, whatever it may be? Did you did you order oh, something my. from eBay? Yes, I did. Yes, and and it's not she's it's not like how come you did this without me? It's just like every single time the moment I use it, and it's mainly in case someone in case our, our card is compromised. Yes, understand. And she's not bitching at me about it. She legitimately wants to know, but it feels. <laughs> like I'm being asked every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What'd you get now? What, now, what did you order? Why so, do you need this? Where, I, that, where we, that becomes an issue is, and it's, it's, I've, I've, like I've said now, I, I have LifeLock and I have all, all the stuff, but, but at sometimes I'll say, "Hun, I need a check," because around Christmas, if I'm gonna, I don't <laughs> oh, want yeah, her to yeah, be yeah. alerted immediately to uh, what her gift is. My yeah. email account would be so full if I got alerted every time my credit card was used. Yeah. By the way, we found the picture of this hot tub. Yes, Casey. The dude with his back to us is definitely that's just a <laughs> that's, just, that's a just a picture of a head. <laughs> they didn't actually put a human being in there yeah. unless his foot is up her nanny hoo hoo across the way from but there's the another they're sitting. There's this a, they said right there, Casey, this is the number one inflatable hot tub for amputees. <laughs> uh there is another one that has like six people in the hot tub. So this six people person hot tub you can see with five people in it is pretty packed, so that's why the one lady's like, "I'm just going to hang out on the side here mm. and sit on I, the." Uh, I, I, I'm I'm totally enamored of the hot tub concept. So, yeah, yeah. I I, I mean, and the, the we talked about this before. It's it's a wonderful thing. I'm going to go to Anthony. Hi, Anthony. Good morning. Hey, what's going on? How yep. you guys doing? Good, buddy. What do you want to jump in with here? Um, I 
actually have uh, one of them blow up ones on my storehouse. Uh, it's an eight, six to eight person one, and the thing is awesome, man. Two summers ago, we got it, blow it up the ho- this holiday weekend. And uh, we every Friday we get down there, we turn the temperature up. It's warm by Friday night, and we use it after the beach uh, every night. I mean, it's great, man. So, Anthony, how 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 uh, how toasty will it get in the water? How comfortable? Yeah, comfortable like um, 180 degrees. It says it says up to 104. That's oh, that's about as hot as you want it. Yeah, uh, I, our yeah. ours goes up to 105, and it's like you you don't want it any hotter right. than that. Uh, right about 102 is perfect. Sounds awesome. Yeah, so, uh, well, that's cool. And, Anthony, how long does it take to heat up? Um, well, like I said, we turn it down. We leave Sundays, so it's not running constantly during the week. Yep. But with that cover, it's like an inflatable cover, and mm-hmm. it, like, clips and locks and everything, so you don't got to worry about someone, like, some kids climbing in it. Yeah. It's take about and, four or five um, hours? Yeah, 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 four or five hours. Okay. That's not bad. Uh, you yeah. heat it up, and as far as you go, we bought one of them little, it has a light and everything. It changes colors and all, so it's nighttime. That's cool. so, it's great. Yeah. And down at the shore, that's perfect. Well, you're, not, you're not there all the time. Yeah. I think you made the right call, Case. Yeah. And then, like, when it's all said and done at the end of the summer. I just, Blow it up. No, I'm not going to. No, because I probably want to use it the following. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but you can break it down and put it in the house. And yeah. There you go. So instead of exploding it, I can just, <laughs> I'll just take the water out and or then deflate ta- it. And, and take it back home with you and use it in the wintertime. I love getting in the hot tub in the wintertime. It's the best. So, so let me ask you. So with this, so you, you got a little, mm-hmm. just a little bit of flack. Did you say things like, well, what I see here on your credit card? <laughs> no. Food and medicine. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, oh, toilet paper. What toilet, is Yeah. What, what is this? Soap? Yeah, do you have hands? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, okay, so maybe we'll do the hot tub. Well, so I got to put it together it's tomorrow. It's it's right, being delivered. We'll just just sit it in uninflated. <laughs> yeah, we'll just sit out <laughs> on it. It'll be a cold tub. This is awesome. (laughs) It'll be a cold tub when we get in it. Anyway, by the way, a couple of people texting in ask about Bert Kreischer. We got in touch. Bert's wife we got in touch with. Bert is very, very sick and not from, like, getting hammered or anything. He's got some intestinal thing going. I literally puked so hard that he burst a blood vessel in his eyeball. Jesus. I've been there. She said in 17 years she's never seen him this sick before. Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, so we'll talk to him next week. Uh, So we'll work that out. Uh, But tickets for his show go on sale. The pre- Sale goes on in 10 minutes, uh, and you have to do it through his website, BertBertBert.com, and the promo code is SHOTS if you want to pre-sale. And then they officially go on sale tomorrow at noon at TheMetPhilly.com. I got Bizarre File Story. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. All right. We're going to start with this. Kathy, tell me what you think about this. A piece of unconventional jewelry is drawing criticism from people on Facebook. A woman posted a photo of a wedding band and noted that it is what's called a keepsake ring and adds that the stone, is, she, she wrote, the stone is made of my breast milk, my youngest son's umbilical cord, pieces of both of my son's hair, and gold flakes. No, thank you. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of nasty. Went out one of her husband's balls. Yes, yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> it's my husband's yeah. testicles. Uh. My husband's left ball. This is a little bit of umbilical cord. Uh, hundreds of people commented on the photo, noting their disgust. One said, pretty sure that's called a teratoma, while the other one quipped, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. Mm-hmm. And just ask Jeff Goldblum. Kind of nasty. Uh, B, populations are under threat around the world, but one house in Spain apparently provided the perfect conditions for a huge hive. A couple in the historic southern city of Granada uh, in Andalusia had been uh, troubled by a strange buzzing noise in their house for some time. And when things got so bad they couldn't sleep at night, 
They decided to take action, so beekeeper Sergio Guerrero. I'll take a candy, you'll be a problem. <laughs> told CNN the couple had first noticed bees at their property around a year ago, but no one uh, no one from the police, firefighters, local council had been able to help. When temperatures started to rise, the noise got worse, and beehive relocation expert Guerrero was called in. Come outside with me. You got yourself a bee problem like I had never seen before, and I've been here in Granada for about 14 days. Uh, what he found at the house was a shock that even for was a shock for even experienced beekeeper. A hive home uh, to around eighty thousand bees was behind the bedroom wall. You folks are on your own. Uh, Guerrero <laughs> uh, said that he was surprised the human inhabitants had been able to share a house with such noisy neighbors, especially as the hive was so big that it must have been there for a couple of years. Uh, he said the noise wouldn't have been constant, but would have fluctuated depending on what the bees were doing that day. He said the hive would have grown so big because of the large number of flowers in the local area, as well as higher temperatures in recent years, which have lengthened the insect's reproductive period. Remember that story you had about a similar case in a house where they actually started to see honey drip out of the walls? Yes, yes, that's right. Amazing. how, How do you not see an errant bee or two in the house at some point? Or... 50. Yeah, I don't know, but that's uh, anyhow, that's how that took place. Uh, A woman likely saved a man's life Saturday morning, officials said, when she saw skid marks on a little used road and decided to stop and get out of her car to examine them. Ew. Uh, Not that kind of skid marks. (laughs) Once out of her car, Lori Bowers took... Looked over the cliff uh, on Grayback Road and saw a jeep, a red jeep, perched perilously fifty feet below. Wow! And uh, Ned Booth, an officer at the fire district, said it's a good thing she was traveling by. The jeep was perched on roughly a forty degree slope on the side of the hill. Booth said the car was resting against a single tree; otherwise, it likely would have plunged a thousand feet to oh. a ravine below. Uh, crews had to work to extricate the driver from the car amid a perilous situation. The driver told officials he crashed around two a.m. Rescuers were dispatched to the scene around 10 a.m., so he sat there the whole time. He was hypothermic, had a badly fractured leg and internal bleeding, and was airlifted to the hospital. Well, that's a miracle. Uh, This is pretty cool. An Australian man has unearthed a 49-ounce gold nugget with a metal detector while wandering Western Australia's gold fields. Yeah, that's that's a big one. Uh, So the gold fields is where these people go to... uh, Yeah, to actually kind of search for gold. Uh, He shared pictures of uh, the rock online. A shop did. It's estimated to be worth around 70 grand. Gold fields! Uh, The unidentified man was an experienced local hobbyist. um, And the finds of this scale by prospectors are known to happen a few times a year, experts. Well, then gold fields is where you need to visit. Totally. Uh, About three quarters of the gold mine in Australia is produced in and around the uh, Kalgaroorlie region, which is where this was. How much would uh, 49 ounces of gold go for? It's it's estimated to be around $70,000. I'm sorry, I missed that part. That's pretty Uh, amazing. So so Mr. Cook, who owns a shop selling supplies to gold gold prospectors, yes, there are still gold prospectors out there, (laughs) uh, said the man detected the piece on some salt bush flats about 18 inches below the surface. He said he walked into my shop, showed me the nugget in his hand with a big smile on his face. You find yourself a humdinger! He said... Right? That's what you expect. That's right. He said it's just a uh, a bit bigger than a packet of smokes. It's about the size of a packet of smokes. But he said, "Holy tarnation!" He said the density of it was incredible. He said it was inc- really heavy. 
Uh, small, it's really heavy. Smaller traces of gold are more common finds in the region. He said most of the gold found is in the less than half an ounce category, but they do find them fairly frequently. Yeah, it's five o'clock. I'm going home now. He's got to put on the thing for the tourists. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you now. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and Casey's giving me something to give away. Let's give away some beverages. I have a case of Yards Philly Pale Ale to give to you this summer. Reach for the classic. We'll take caller number 10 at 215-263-WMMR. Philly Pale Ale is the sessionable brew Ooh. that's perfect for good weather and great times. Bring Philly, bring Yards, available at Tattooed Moms on South Street in Philadelphia. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Greta Van Fleet, 93.3 WMMR. We just announced her second show yesterday on the program. I, unfortunately, as you you know me. Yes. I'm Mr. Johnny on the spot with the information. I don't have the info on that, but you can find it. Uh, at WMMR.com. They are going to be playing Wednesday, October 16th. Um, and I'm not, I got to make sure that this liner is not. The old. 16th is the second show. It is the second show. Okay. Yeah. And tickets go on sale Friday then. 10 and that's in a month. At uh, oh. Ticketmaster.com. That's in a yeah. uh, there'll be That'll be a certain month in it's the a, calendar. It, it is. October is indeed a oh, month. Okay. Uh, and we do know that uh, for certain. At you know some, what, I, some venue. I wanted to mention this, too. This is going on uh, this weekend at the TLA on the 24th, which is um, Friday. Um, uh, you've, you've heard Jealousy Curve, local yes. band yeah. in, in the Philly area for, for a long, long time. And there's a benefit concert for Michael Levy, uh, who is uh, the lead singer of the band. And um, so the benefit concert is for his fight against cancer. Oh. Uh, so it's at the TLA on Friday, and if you are a fan of Jealousy Curve or you just want to go hear some great music or you just want to support a local cause or help a person out, you can definitely do that. Click concerts at WMMR.com uh, for the information. There are tickets that are on sale now at LiveNation.com as well. Yeah, Mike is a friend of mine. We graduated high school together, and he and uh, Mike O'Brien, they started this band back in high school they were originally called Placid Admiral and then uh, Mercy River when we were at Y100. And so Mike was the drummer of those bands. Yeah. Had no idea what a great singer he was yeah. until a little bit later on and then became the lead singer of uh, Jealousy Curve. Cur- and then uh, would also, uh, with the other drummer, would sit in and they would have like dueling drums and stuff like that. Really, really great band. Is there a way to he... make donations if you're not able to go to the event? Yeah, you know what? Uh, friends have set up a GoFundMe. All right. Uh, because, I mean, this is really um, has, you know, taken over his life. And, yeah. Uh, you know, he was unable to work and all that sort of stuff. So I can I can send you the GoFundMe If you could, that'd be great. Yeah, was we available. can post it. Yeah. But again, you know, like the Philadelphia music community is, uh, you know, is a close-knit one. And these guys have all gotten together and they're, they're putting together this awesome That's concert great. on Friday at the TLA. So if you can go, please do go. Absolutely. Um, we should do a lesson question. Yeah. Uh, this morning we are going to give away a pair of tickets to see Marvel Universe of Superheroes now open at the Franklin Institute. And let, then, then let's ask this question. <laughs> what surprising quote ends up in the trailer of the Downton Abbey movie? 
215-263-WMMR. It's from the 7 o'clock hour, early 7 o'clock hour this morning. What surprising quote ends up in the trailer of the Downton Abbey movie? 215-263-WMMR. If you were listening, you know the answer. You should call right now while you're calling. We're going to be doing this. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Let's step into the world of Steve Morrison. What do you have for us today, Steve? Well, Jada Pinkett Smith revealing in her latest episode of Red Table Talk that she was heavily addicted to watching porn before her relationship with Will Smith. Jada says she knew things had gone too far when she caught herself watching porn while inhaling whippets, figging, and sitting on top of a Tickle Me Elmo. Oh, my God. 69-year-old music impresario David Foster filing for a marriage license in order to tie the knot with girlfriend 34-year-old Catherine McPhee. Foster says that despite the 35-year age difference, the two have so many common interests, including helping him in and out of cars and spoon-feeding him oatmeal. Hey! And finally, even though voice contestant Malin Jarman, also the winner, is completely deaf in her right ear, she says it was actually an asset while competing on the series. Jarman says the deaf ear is the one she would turn to the judges when they started that freaking annoying fake fighting stuff. <laughs> that's your Hollywood trash. Alright, let's see if we can get an answer to this. Uh, what's and quote ends up in the trailer of Downton Abbey, and I will go to Jack. See if he knows the answer. Hey, Jack, how you doing? What the? Where's that sound coming from? <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Jack. All right, so what's that surprising line from the Downton Abbey trailer? We got a Hulk. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, Jack. You'll be able to see Hulk because we're going to give you a pair of tickets to see Marvel Universe superheroes. Now open at the Franklin Institute. You can explore Marvel's legacy through immersive set pieces, original artwork, movie props, costumes, and more. An exhibit for the hero in all of us. Get tickets today at fi.edu. Uh, before we move on, something that Marissa brought to my attention that I think is so cool. I had mentioned the uh, Crohn's and Colitis Take Steps walk that I'm going to be hosting on June 2nd. Yes. Uh, the, Marissa tweeted out the information. Judd Apatow retweeted that for us. How awesome. Isn't that cool? Yes. Are we even on his radar? I guess we are. Well, the thing is, he came out to the Camp Out for Hunger years ago, and we were still in Plymouth meeting, and made a huge donation, and has apparently been donating every year since then, because if you recall, when he came in to promote crashing, he had mentioned that. Yes, yeah. Uh, you know, he was you know, begrudgingly, oh, and, <laughs> and now every year I got to, you know. Uh, so I don't know if he necessarily donates towards the Camp Out for Hunger, but uh, I think uh, makes a donation to Phil Abundance. That's great. Uh, he's so, a good man. Uh, that was very nice of him to do that. And he's got, you know, almost two and a half million followers. So if that gets a few more donations, then uh, that's then pretty God, amazing. God bless him. That's yeah. yeah. I just love his movies. So I wanted to just go on record as saying that uh, he has, I think, breathed life back into the comedy world in movies, Preston. Very good. <laughs> yes. I'm happy to hear I that. just wanted to say I just wanted to go on record. I just want to go on record because so many times you don't go on record now with CDs and MP3s. It's hard. Yes. But now <laughs> records are making a comeback. Yes. And now you can get on one if you want to. Hey, I want to mention that we do have a new uh, Preston and Steve Daily Rush uh, video that's available. It's called Kathy's Meal Prep Plan. The weekly boxes contain ingredients that you prepare and bring to Kathy's house because she doesn't cook. <laughs> <laughs> so you can uh, check that out at PrestonandSteve.com. It's sponsored by Punchline Philly Comedy Club, Restaurant, and Bar. Let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! Papa Roach 
frontman Jacoby Shattuck says that uh, the band will celebrate its 20th anniversary of the breakthrough album 2000's Infest next year, somehow or another. He said 2020, we're going to celebrate the 20-year anniversary of our album Infest, and so April 25th, 2020, we'll be having a celebration. Other than that, I don't know exactly what that means, but, you know, it's been common now for groups to play the albums in their entirety at performances, so maybe it's something about that. Yes, which we, and I think we talked about this recently, we we decided that in many cases it's a good thing. I Yeah, I don't mind it at no. all. Especially uh, if, you're, if you're a fan of the band and a fan of that album, you're going to enjoy it. On the enduring popularity of the song Last Resort, which recently passed 100 million views on YouTube, Shaddix said, one of my best friends, he tried to kill himself. Uh, we lived in a house together, I'm 17 years old, and my best friend tried to kill himself. And it was a traumatic experience. I sing the song from a first-person point of view just to make it, well, this is how I write music. And he said, it's just crazy how many people have used that song as a source of strength. It's a good song. It holds up. I've not really listened to the lyrics to to put that into perspective Mm. as that being the story. But uh, their latest album, Who Do You Trust, uh, arrived in January. So next time I hear that, I will listen more closely. Hailstorm singer Lizzie Hale has confirmed in an interview that the band is compiling a special package to celebrate the 10th anniversary of its self-titled debut album. Uh, released in 2009, the LP featured the single I Get Off. I Get, I get Off. off. <laughs> Bill Weston, I Get Off. Uh, it launched Hailstorm's career and established the band as a rock radio, radio staple. Uh, Hale said the uh, band is coming through unreleased material. Uh, to include on the anniversary edition, explaining we're planning on a couple of things uh, that we're going to end up sneaking out different things that maybe nobody has seen before. So I get off. <laughs> God, that's loud. Yeah, I get off. I get off. Um. <clears throat> so anyhow, hailstorm. I'm going to shoot. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm thinking about Bill at the moment of ecstasy. I know. I know. Bill's pillow talk. Mm -hmm. I I get off. I'm going to shoot. Yeah. Mm, it's about to happen. Oh, mm. You feel a little tingling down the tunnel. Another tunnel of love. <laughs> Barn door. Barn door. Mm. Barn door's open. Barn door is open. Quickly, massage my low-hanging fruit. <laughs> I'm almost there. <laughs> There's no way we can do a meeting today. <laughs> There's, There's no, just canceled. There's no <laughs> way. Steve just canceled the meeting. <laughs> I can't look at him ever again. <laughs> what do you think the recap's going to be like today? Oh, Lord. I got a C minus. The Bella show is done. Maybe he's talking to him right now. I didn't hear this. Uh, with Van Halen seemingly on ice, David Lee Roth is eyeing a Las Vegas residency. Uh, Roth revealed to HollywoodLife.com that a Diamond Dave extravaganza might be happening in Sin City sooner than you think. <clears throat> and in... In typical Dave quote fashion, here he goes. Oh, I just pursued this. I was over at House of Blues yesterday. There's lots and lots of people requesting. I kind of am the patron saint of midnight when everybody's guilty of all ages. The hell does that mean? I'd transcend neighborhoods. You can be wearing a cowboy hat or you can be wearing five-inch clogs out there with sparkles in your hair. You can have dreadlocks or a crew cut. You can wear a military uniform to work or you can wear a bikini to work. And you know what David Lee Roth brings to the proceedings, okay? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, no official word from Roth or any Vegas venue regarding the launch of a new Roth show. Did you and, guys see Yeah, that? I was going to mention yeah. this, Nick. Uh, a listener sent this in from Van Halen's official website. <clears throat> I think it's our official site. It's vhnd.com. If it's not officially them, it's a fan site. But it has it's it's titled Unearth Photos Van Halen 1979 Record Store Signing at Peaches Records and Tapes. It shows a picture of the art of the um, uh, marquee in front of Peaches, which I used to love uh, their their logo and everything. Uh, but it says on the marquee, WMMR and Peaches present Van Halen in person Saturday 3 p.m. Wow! And then it goes through to show photos. Of the signing, and this is 79, so this is when their first album came out. Yeah, yeah. And they were just hitting, and there are tons of people that showed up to meet him. Now, I only saw Alex and Dave and Michael in the pictures. I didn't see Eddie in there anywhere. He may be in there, but I'm not 100% sure, and I haven't had a chance to read the article. But there are lots of pictures, and I'm wondering if there's any uh, MMR personalities uh, that are in these photos because I wouldn't know, you know, exactly who was there in 1979 or not. But it's pretty cool, man. You might well, and I'm wondering where Peaches was in uh, in Philadelphia in 1979. Northeast, it said. I don't know where. In the oh, really? It was. Yeah. Okay. That then, is, do honestly, isn't that not the coolest? Yeah. Thing? yeah. They had a when ticket, it, Ticketron desk at Peaches. Ah, so you could buy tickets there as well. Ticketron. Yeah. Dude, we used to go to Boscov's because that was like the little known. Case. That's yeah. why I bought, I bought a number of concert tickets from Boscov's Ticketron. It was it was in the, uh, the furniture section. Yeah. So that was oh, like, because everybody else would go to. West Coast Video and yeah. all these other places, and nobody went to Boscov's. All right, Nick found a picture of Eddie, and he's wearing uh, rainbow suspenders. <laughs> oh, like Mork. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, hold on, Marissa. Yep. Yeah, I got a little more information uh, from our friend Ike Richmond yesterday, who actually shared oh. this. Uh, Peaches was a grant in the boulevard, and Van, Hal- Van Halen was playing the Spectrum that night. And so MMR, and I think Joe Bonadonna is the one that brought them up. Wow. Oh, Joe's son works here. Yeah. Uh, and you, the aftermath picture, Steve. Oh, my God. They trashed the store. Did they? I mean, the fans did, I assume, because uh, it was packed. And you can see all these display counters knocked over and stuff. So Rock and roll! Yeah, they were. Uh, that's pretty wild, man. So Van Halen made a splash right from the get-go with that many people stopping by. And have you guys seen this other footage? Uh from there's a Netflix show called Bathtubs Over Broadway. Uh, no. It's like a David Letterman uh, show, and it's about, I believe, record. Uh, uh, well, at least the section that I saw had had to do with like uh, records that Dave used to play on his show. And eight minutes and fourteen seconds into this episode, uh, the guy is at an old record store and he's flipping through these records, and a WMMR record is. is I there. did hear about. That. I didn't see it. That's pretty. Nice. Is I mean, it barely we, prominent? It, uh, Absolutely prominent, but not for very long. Maybe okay. just a couple of seconds. But uh, you know, anybody who's a, a listener or a fan of of the radio station saw it and you know was letting us know about it. That's yeah. pretty wild. Yeah, the pictures are really cool. You should check this out when you get a chance. All right, and then one last thing: uh, there's a ZZ Top musical in the works. Believe it or not, it's and about, actually, it's you, about freaking time. You, well, if you think about it, they've got lots of music that could be make for a really great musical. Uh, the show, titled Sharp Dressed Man, uh, is currently in development, set to open in 2020. Uh, band members Billy Gibbons, Dusty Hill, and Frank Beard will serve as executive producers. With uh, Las Vegas-based uh, Caesars Entertainment, led by Michael Gruber. McGruber. McGruber. Shoot. Do you know who I think would be perfect for and this Jason show? Jason Gastworth. Who? Judith Light. 
Oh, my God. Yeah. She'd be perfect for it. Uh, rounding out the team is Easy Top Manager Carl Stubner, who will serve as a producer with musicals, but, uh, musicals book being written by Robert Carey and Jonathan Tolins, who are best known for their recent uh, teleplay, Steve Grease Live. Oh, I really enjoyed that. Uh, according to the press release announcing the production, Sharp Dressed Man is an outrageous, body musical romp about a Lone Star auto mechanic who becomes a modern-day Robin Hood Stealing hearts and car parts with the help of his merry band of beer drinkers and hellraisers. Oh, man. I'm wondering if they're going to play off of that music video. They would, uh, where he's he's working in the... Because yeah. uh, there are a number of videos centered around the three girls in the car. Yep, yep. And uh, they, they actually had magical powers. Do you remember, Preston? Yeah, yeah. They, they would turn uh, the geek into chic. Yes. Is what they would do. They made him a sharp-dressed man. Uh, no opening night or venue has been announced as of yet. And by the way, I got an email... Um, <laughs> From uh, our buddy Don Pollock, yeah, uh, formerly from ABC, yeah. Uh, he his son is starring in, or I don't know if he's the star of, but he's in that musical about uh, that Meatloaf musical. Oh, ba- the ba- Bad Out of Hell, hell. That yeah. We were talking about yesterday, oh. and so uh, he's uh, he's performing that. So I thought I'd give Don a little plug there. Bless you. Thank you uh, for uh, <laughs> sending that over. All right. So anyhow, uh, a couple of texts coming in saying Van Halen two. Was in 1979, not one. Well, in the photos, they all have the first Van Halen album. So suck it. <laughs> I think we're uh, we're this. on the beginning stages of a conspiracy. <laughs> I don't know. So there you go. That's what I have for you in music news today. We're going to take a break. Let's get a secret text word winner, Cathay. Give me a number, please. I am going to go with 24. All right, call it 24. Let's get you on board. 215-263-WMMR. And we'll see if you can win our tickets to The Who. How about that? We'll be right back. The Grammys, Saturday Night Live, a sold-out summer tour, and the new album, Anthem of the Peaceful Army. 93.3 WMMR is pleased to present Greta Van Fleet. October 16th at the Met Philadelphia. Second show added for WMMR after their first concert sold out in minutes. Don't miss your chance to see this authentic American rock band on the rise. Tickets on sale this Friday, 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster.com. WMMR presents Greta Van Fleet at the Met Philadelphia, October 16th. Complete details at WMMR.com. The Crow and the Butterfly, 933 WMMR. That is the name of the song from Shine Down. You think they pal around? What's that? You think the Crow and the Butterfly pal around? Why not? Although a crow might tend to eat a butterfly from time to time. I'm not really sure. I don't know what crows eat, to be honest. I don't know if they're but- goat pops. Butterfly eaters or goat pops or what? Uh, so, anywho, uh, yeah, that's music from Shinedown on MMR, the President of Steve Show. A lot of raves about their performance at the barbecue. Yeah, yeah, and uh, just nice guys. Unbelievably and, and nice. love, love Philadelphia, so uh, very, very cool. All right, so let me see. We need to do the secret text word, and uh, we're going to find ourselves a winner. Um, <laughs> let's go to our caller. I am... What, what what am I doing here? Uh-huh. What, call, what number did you ask for? Was it 24, right, Kathy? Yes. Yeah, okay. Let me go to caller number 24. I'm going to go to Dawn. Hi, Dawn. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Dawn, do you know the secret text word? I'm hoping it's the who. No. Huh? Uh-huh. No, you actually got to, we have to send the word back to you. So that's how that works. Oh, 
Holmes's. Uh, That's okay. okay. Sorry. Uh, so the way it works is you have to text in initially, and we send you the word back. And uh, maybe Jim knows. Hey, Jim, how you doing? Hey, P-Bud. Yo, buddy. Thank you <laughs> for using my nickname. I appreciate it. Uh, Jim, what is the secret text word? The Clash. Clash, yeah. Yeah. Which is weird because you got tickets for the Who, but uh, we are going to set. We're going to set you up, dude. Saturday, you're going to the ballpark. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Hang on the line. We're going to get your information. Uh, MMR rocks the Who. Saturday, May 25th, Citizens Bank Park. Some tickets remain. Uh, via Ticketmaster.com, WMMR.com for the complete details. And we also grab a random texter. It's Patrick Doherty. Yeah! Philadelphia. So congratulations, man. I think I can draw some uh, synergy here, Preston. Perhaps uh, I've mentioned on the air a couple of times that uh, one of the greatest concerts I ever saw was the Who at Shea Stadium and the Clash opened for them. There That's you go. right. That's the reason why we had a mistake with that word being the secret text word today, right? Or, <laughs> or what? Um, Clash was the word last week, and just ah. uh, when it went to, uh, they didn't. It didn't get saved properly, and but I, I like Steve's thing. I better. tied it together well. It's what just was, a tribute to me. Because before I go to the phones, case is like the word, the secret text word is because I, I never know, I never ask. Mm-hmm. And what was it? Supposed it was to be? supposed to be Walker. Walker, which is English for the Clash. It's a boy. Uh, it's a boy, Mrs. Mrs. Walker. Walker. It's, it's a, a boy. boy. Of course, uh, <laughs> Pat's chili dogs. <laughs> We're all over the freaking yeah. place today, Pierre. Well, that's how I like you. <laughs> Is it? All right. Real quick, let me thank a few people. Uh, I want to thank, uh, actually, the only guests we had in this morning were from the Take Steps Walk for Crohn's and Colitis. And I want to thank Emily Cohen and Dr. Neil Nandy. Uh, Emily is the director of the race, and or the, the walk, I should say, and uh, Dr. Uh, Neil Nandi does all kinds of uh, great research for uh, advancing and uh, divine cure. And we had the singer Isabella Gottfried, yeah, thir- thirteen years old, super talented man. This, She's you were you were not building it up. She was really amazing, big soulful voice, and just really impressive. I think someday we will see her on The Voice or American Idol or America's Got Talent or something like that. She's that good. So um, very cool to have them by. How are you doing today? Lovely, wonderful Excellent. day. I like to hear that, sir. Tomorrow you're off. Can you believe? Wasn't it just Christmas? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Seems like it. And you're, you're t- off to Keenan's t- tomorrow for the Friday broadcast. Yeah. Aren't, aren't you out there as well? Uh, I, well yeah. Uh, we'll, AC? All of our daytime shows will yeah. be at the beach somewhere. Uh, Jackson's in Wildwood. I will be in Atlantic City uh, in front of Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville, where I've been before. And um, you guys will be at Keenan's. But it's uh, only fair, Pierre, because if you think about it, like the summer goes so fast, so... I don't care that if we that we you know Christmas comes in then we blink and it's spring again. No, I don't either. Yeah. No, the uh, faster we can die, the better. <laughs> I, 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 do, we get to death. I do like Steve though. Uh, you guys mentioned earlier you thought we'd had a pretty good spring. I I'm greedily wishing we had a little more spring of moderate temperatures, that fresh, clean feeling. We had mm. some cold days, which I could have done without. Um, so, and it looks like we're about to make the jump into hyperdrive heat, uh, any day now. So, but be that know. as it may. I mean, we're looking at 77 today, 83 tomorrow, 82 on Friday, 78 on Saturday. It's okay. staying. I mean, Sunday might hit 90, but we're bouncing back that, and forth. That okay. 80 degree thing is not too, somebody was already complaining about the heat the other no. day. I'm like, it's Knock not it off. quite that bad. You no, know, it's not, it's not yeah. complainable as of this moment. Yeah. It's just when it, when the steam bath comes yes. along with it. 
But um, this this Who show Saturday, is, it's actually going to be perfect weather for yeah. both Billy Joel on Friday and uh, the Who on Saturday. Two MMR concert events down at the ballpark, and uh, this Who thing looks to be just amazing. They're going to yeah. play with a symphony orchestra. Oh. Wow, wow, um, wow, wow. And they're going to do an acoustic set, and I think Won't Get Fooled Again is done acoustically this time. Uh, it's usually the closer in a big electric fashion, but I think they do it acoustic during this uh, particular uh, tour. So I'm really looking forward to seeing this. Nice. Real quick, just uh, to back up a second, Jackson, while he's doing his show on Friday, will be at the Inlet on Old in North Wildwood for the Victory Brewing Company. So that's where nice. he'll be from 3 to 7. So us in uh, North Wildwood, uh, Pierre Margaritaville, uh, in AC, and then back to North Wildwood with Jackson at the Inlet uh, on Old. So it's going to be a good day. And um, uh, Collective Soul is playing also if you're at the shore. Uh, it's going to be a great uh, double bill, Collective Soul. And the Gin Blossoms will be at the Hard Rock on Saturday night in Atlantic City. That's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. It is cool. That's a good bill. And they've got this wonderful new record coming, uh, and we've been playing the first song, Right as Rain, from it. And Ed Rowland uh, and the gang, their tour bus, gets in on Friday to Atlantic City. Ed's going to come down on the boardwalk and uh, join me. Uh, and I think Jesse, his guitar player, is coming. And I think Ooh, they might saying? play, I think... Mm -hmm. Um, mm. I will get off <laughs> if they actually uh, bring a couple of acoustic guitars and play uh, a couple of songs because the uh, resorts crew put a little stage out for various entertainers and they have this big balloon drop on uh, on the beach in Atlantic City on the boardwalk. So we might have a visit. We'll uh, more on that coming up. I get off. <laughs> Sorry, awesome. I'm, I'm about that. to shoot. <laughs> That I don't love, but I, I love the first part. <laughs> I'm going to shoot. <laughs> we should do the letter of the day. You get a C for that. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. L as in letter of the day. All right, and we have a $500... <laughs> Mealy's Furniture Gift Card. The savings are hot during the Mealy's Furniture Memorial Savings event. You can save 50% or more on everything in the showroom with free delivery and 0% financing. Plus, Mealy's will pay your sales tax. Uh, Mealy's Furniture, all the styles that you love for less. Uh, what's happening on the show today? Well, we will have um, more tickets for that MM Archive session I told you about yesterday. Duff McKagan, Shooter Jennings, that's the son of Waylon Jennings, by the way. Awesome. Are going to come in uh, a week from tomorrow and do an uh, archive session for us, and they'll open their tour at the TLA that night. So I have tickets for the uh, TLA and tickets uh, for our MM Archive session. We will also have Workforce Blocks of Led Zeppelin, Sublime, and Motley Crue, which will be fun. And... I will have, uh, to continue the celebration of the 50th anniversary of Tommy and Pete's birthday and the fact that The Who is in town on Saturday, we will do side three on vinyl uh, at 2 p.m. this afternoon. Do you know offhand what what songs might be featured on side three? I don't, Pinball I... Wizard is on side three. Okay. Um, Yesterday was the underture, and the record is so blanking scratchy. Someone said they thought it was snowing outside <laughs> or raining. Um, so I'm actually we're going to see if we can make a run and uh, during the program get a new one. Oh, did it just show up? No, no, that, that's the, the what's on that side. Oh, 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 this oh, oh. oh. just a couple of songs. Oh. You don't have to do. Well, I, you, 
audience can't see, but... The original uh, Decca record. This is the original Decca record, and it looks like this might have been the one MMR, as I said yesterday, was playing in 1969. It is as scratchy as scratchy can be. So read the, um, uh, the, read the so track list. Side two was, uh, we did yesterday, Christmas, uh, Cousin Kevin, The Acid Queen, which I love, Underture, and today, side three, will feature... Oh, I love this. Do you think it's all right? Fiddle about, fiddle oh, about, fiddle about. Uh, also, uh, Pinball Wizard, there's Uncle a doctor. I found. Go to the Mirror Boy. Tommy, can you hear me? Smash the Mirror. Sensation will all be on. Great songs. Those are great. Yeah, very cool. And then tomorrow, side four. Cool, man. All right. uh, Let me thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Acme, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show and Winter Airport Parking. The fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport. Uh, Plus, brought to you by Planet Fitness. Get the Planet Fitness black card and you can bring a workout buddy with you Every visit uh, tomorrow on our show, uh, we are going to have Lance Reddick from John Wick. Yes, giving us a call. We have comedian Two Ray in the studio, and in our studio, Janny Scott, as in wow. that Janny Scott. Yeah, yeah, of the Montgomery Jan- Scott, the Montgomery Scott, the whole family, Philadelphia story. Yeah, so uh, should be very interesting. Uh, tomorrow's going to be fun. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow night. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. These douchebags out there, that when you put an ad on Craigslist to try to sell something, you type on the bottom in capital letters, no texting, just a call. And everyone's trying to text me. I, I don't have this service. Next message. Dudes, I got my drunk this weekend. And I found a sombrero in the parking lot. I threw that motherfucker on. And I dragged him my heart fell out. We can't go to bed. Next message. There's a little asshole that picks on a 94-year-old woman. If I caught you, you'd be in for a hell of a figging, buddy. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.